Mikey, I think he likes it. How about some more? Hell yes. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does what it says in the tin, but I don't think we know Kung Fu. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. Oh, <laughs> I'm and I'm Georgia. 100 episodes, and he still doesn't know he's second to the line. That's gone quiet. That's me. That's a glitch in the matrix. We are. We are. We made it to episode 100. We have. Woo. What are the odds of that? Part A. And we'd like to announce our retirement from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Be a good number. But no, no, I think we'll keep going. Um. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Who ever thought you'd, we'd reach 100? That's what I, I, I pause and I wait for you to say that sort of, who would have thought we'd make it to insert number here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have thought we said before, three people. Incredible, isn't it? That's what we would have thought. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we've done a lot better than that. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to review The Matrix, of course. We are, yeah. Um, we're going to kind of go through some stuff about our journey a little bit. Mm. And I don't have anything planned, but we'll just sort of talk off the cuff a bit. And then I've got some lists of places that we get listened to, and I've got lists of the films we've done and that whole sort of journey. So that's kind of the plan for today's episode. It's a, it's, it's a review, but it's also um, a celebration actually. of the pod itself. Yeah, yeah. Reaching yeah. to 100, because 100 full reviews. I've created the Matrix. Yes, you have created the Matrix. George just found a little... It's actually an adapter. It doesn't look like it does anything, but it does. It looks like a harpsichord when you do that. Yeah. So, uh, it's great for a, for a medium where no one can see what you're doing. So, it's there we are. It's a headphone jack into its own, like, headphone jack. Yeah, hole. basically, like one of them is a mono and the other one is a stereo. But you can plug it into it. Yes, it, 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 it can. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So... <laughs> So what we've learned <laughs> don't leave things on the table for me to finish. So here we go. Uh, you know what? I, it's 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 awesome to be able to say this. We've had our best week ever. We've had our best month ever. Really? Yeah. Really? In time for episode one hundred. So that is wow. fantastic. I couldn't come up a better time. It couldn't. And really quickly, we've charted here. Uh, well, not here, but in in America, in Great Britain, uh, in Canada, Canada, in Australia, in Sweden, Brazil, really? Ireland, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Portugal, Philippines, Colombia, Ukraine, Malaysia, Nigeria, Pakistan, number forty five in Denmark, number thirty one in Kenya, and number eighteen in South Korea. Wow. Sadly, not making the list this week uh, but we'll leave a light on we always do uh, it's sierra leone we love sierra leone we do love sierra leone uh promo stuff we got a lot of stuff out there go check out jerry Maguire, which we did last week go check out episode three and episode four of hot guys which should be that's not again not hot guys i don't want to mislead anybody <laughs> into so thinking I'm on it, so it is hot guys. There you go. Uh, <laughs> check out BFE Quiz Night, which is dropping either Friday or Sunday. Check out the BFE Mailbag, Do We Know It's Christmas, which will be the other one of those two days. Mm. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, yeah. 
Uh, really excited about that. Uh, you've got like a one more week notice, maybe two, to get uh, your top five movie musicals in. So make sure you hit that, Georgia. I tried to get uh, Liam a beer from Sierra Leone for Christmas, uh, but they only make one and like one type specifically in Sierra oh, really? Leone, and it's called Star. Um, but you can't buy it anywhere. Aww. Can't get it. Can't get it bought, imported. Oh, okay. So, so I tried, but We're I just, have to I just wanted to. Yeah. Something else at some point here. Yeah. I want to share Thank that you. with you. So uh, let's do. Maybe somebody from Sierra Leone can send it to us. <laughs> Maybe. There we are. Uh, let's go ahead and do some reflections and corrections, shall we? Let's do it. There's a mistake. I think I'm now, this one's got to do with our watch along of Father Christmas is Back, Georgia. Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. I think my computer like went to sleep halfway through the processing of it, and you got one I mean, hour and 40 minutes in. And then it started going all glitchy, like we were coming through the Matrix. And I was like, oh, no. So thanks a lot to Russell the Postie. I woke up to basically find out you made a mistake. And I'm like, it's not a little one. I'm like, I'm going to have to reprocess this. Oh, nice. So I did and got it fixed. It's up there, and it's good. Uh, so we want to thank... Uh, thanks, Russell. want to thank Russell the Postie for yeah. helping out with that. Uh, and a little shout out, uh, a little note, if you will, uh, from uh, my sister. Hey, it's your sister. <laughs> and I want to say that uh, she was saying that they do. Last Christmas by Wham, she says, is played constantly, all in caps, in North America and wow, Canada. No. Uh, here, we don't do Wham again, but it's a trend that may eventually make it over here. I think it's not a bad shout oh, if it I is played. Yeah, right. Oh, I was out. Dece- we've we've talked about this last. Oh, you yeah. weren't here. I wasn't here. We, we were all out last week. Yeah. So, yeah. I was out December fourth. I was out December first. Wow! So there we go. Yeah, yeah, seven ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go listen to last week's. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's really it as far as reflections and corrections. Uh, outside of the fact that we did never watch along, let us know what you think. I think it would have better served as a see it or skip it myself. Yeah, yeah, just a, it would have been. Yeah, I don't know. It was really hard to fill the time as I was watching. Also, thanks for throwing me under the bus on Twitter. You did. You it did. Was my fault. You did. Cho- I no, I it. said you chose it. I said it was yeah. your fault. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, but you said I wasn't allowed to pick anything ever again. You only gave me two. No, hang on, hang on, from. hang on, hang on. Ethan makes a bad call, and we ride him forever. You do <laughs> one. It's like thanks for throwing me under the bus. Well, yeah, <laughs> if it's Ethan, gave that's me okay. Choose from. It took like a year before you guys forgave me for the wild when we did talk. About that, it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You had a whole myriad yeah. of hundreds to choose from. I had two. And we're moving on. Uh, shout outs this week. I want to do a big, big shout out to, uh, I, don't, I doubt this is his real name, much like Neo, but a big shout out to Morpheus. Hey, Morpheus. Hey. Morpheus Bratwurst. That's, That's cool. an incredible name. Yeah, big fan of The Matrix and a big listener of the BFE, uh, co-host of a Scuttlebutt podcast along with Hermes. Aww. And so we hear you're currently deployed and that Hermes has been sending you your show from time to time. So it's a massive shout out from all of us here at the BFE. Mm-hmm. Um, stay safe, stay stay, stay healthy, and thanks for, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. And what I, 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 the funny thing is, I typed out the name and didn't even clue in with a link to today's film. <laughs> I was like, Morpheus brought, okay, cool. <laughs> sure. Um, we want to thank, uh, on Second Watch for having us, and by us, I mean me, on their Christmas edition of Plot Summary Mad Libs for Home Alone. It was a fun time. I had a giggle. Thank you very much. Uh, we want to thank, it's, 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 it's a, it's a truncated. It's truncated means short, it's truncated mean elongated. I forget. I think truncated means cut down. I don't know. Either way, I'm adding to the length by asking this. Uh, <laughs> Julene bought herself a BFE t-shirt. I don't know if it was in the black and white or if it was a catch you on the flippity flop. It was one of those two. That's cool. That's but so if it was the black cool. and white, it makes me say, if you're BFE, you're BFE for life. Life. I want to thank Ed from your next favorite movie who told us that the actual man radio, Cuba Gooden Jr. plays radio, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he actually lived in the city right next to him. 
Oh. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Reverend Bruce for sharing pictures of his cats. <laughs> saying yeah, we had that, a conversation about animals. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> One of the Bob Hart's pop culture of a nerdy photographer, uh, the Scuttlebutt Pod, Russell, who tells us, Liam, that Liz Hurley, because that was in the watch along we did, mm. Liz Hurley has the same effect on him as Michelle Pfeiffer does on you. Aww. There you go. Uh, Reverend Bruce for starting his own real round table on a Christmas carol, it felt like. <laughs> oh, man. He didn't have a Muppets on it. Yeah, I saw your list, yeah. Reverend Bruce. I was sitting there Where going, was the Muppets? where's the Muppets? Yes, one of the brilliant I'll ones. tell you what, a new guy, he's new, but man, is he's taking his claim in the fledgling fandom. Mr. Charlton. Ooh. When you're this big, they call you Mr. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a candy bar slogan back home, but I think I might use that. Uh, he's just very, very present, bigging us up. So I want, although we're truncating oh, it, I wanted you. to go, I noticed that. Thank you very much. Out of my sister, who's also up to game in the fandom, a bit of a shout out there. Conspiracy hey, Me guys. podcast for the love. And then you had me at Hello Gifts. We had some unique ones. We had uh, Ed from your next favorite movie who did the Dawson from Dawson's Creek kind of face where he's crying. Uh, <laughs> but then we had Hermes, Ian Davies, Kev Dog, and Carlo who all did an episode of The Simpsons or Tom Cruise visits uh. and I believe Homer tells him you had me at hello oh. but I think gif of the week goes to dun, dun, dun. friend of the podcast and poet laureate Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith who uh, did a Lionel Richie so he said you had me at and then it was like hello is it it's me you're looking, looking for? for so I really liked that uh, I can hear it in your ears <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is here in someone else's ears. That'd be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, it is. I'm just looking because oh, we had this great message from from uh, from Dwayne Smith. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I don't know if one of you guys can find it, so I can just keep cracking on with this. (laughs) Yeah, or leave that for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, that's really about it for our shout outs this week. We'll we'll bring up what what, um, Dwayne Dwayne sent us later on in in the pod. Should we be able to find it? Uh, A quick check here is that uh, fantasy football. We ended up three and one last week. Liam, I think you were the loss last week. I was. Yeah. Yeah, This week uh, I'm against Alex. It's the last week of the regular season. I'm up against Alex. Uh, I'm second. He's third in a match that doesn't matter one bit for me. Um, In the sense that I'm going to be second. No matter what happens, I'm going to be second. I'm not going to be lost. Which means that this means nothing compared to what's going to happen to me next week. <laughs> so I'm going to be in the playoffs. I'm going to miss next week because it's a bye. Ellie and I will both have it off. I can't pass her for the first place. I can't drop down to third. So oh, I okay. am yeah, what I am. That's not too bad then, yeah. We've got Georgia, number five, versus Paul and Griffin, the 11th spot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much you've got to worry about yourself either. You're definitely going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm 80-20. So there is that. Them, so I should um, be absolutely fine. Yeah, and you can't drop, any lower, drop, than, you can't no. drop any lower than fifth, and it's unlikely you'll jump to fourth. Yeah. Because the tiebreaker, unless, well, unless Ed loses, unless Ed loses, you could yeah. you could go as high as third. Because uh, I might, because I'm up against Manchester fine. Should I beat uh, Alex? You yeah. could, the, and if Ed loses too, you could theoretically finish as high as third, but no lower than fifth. Yeah. So it relates about who you're going to play next week. That's yeah. really about what that is. But there's a heck of a race on for sixth between cheap seat reviews and the F and nerds, and the F and nerds are playing Liam this yeah. week. You could play spoiler this week. You could keep them spoiler. out of the playoffs. Let's do spoiler. It. Come on, we can do this. Are you going to live in a house in a very big house spoiler country? country. <laughs> <laughs> and a big shout out to the effing nerds. Yeah. And then Ellie has got Dudloff Mountain. She's going to destroy him. Uh, she's going to go through the whole regular season losing one game. Wow. That is Which impressive. Is mad. To be fair, I've only lost two. But, well, we'll see what this week brings. But, yeah. Yeah. So well that done, is that. So well done, Ellie. And, again, she went pillar to post last year only to lose in the final. Yeah. Is this her 
redemption lot arc. in life. Or is it her redemption arc? Yeah, you never know. Or a villain origin story. It's one of the two. <laughs> so let's take this moment and let's drop through. I'm going to count down our top 100 films Ooh. as we've gone through. I'm going to do it 10 at a time. So in this case, it'll be nine because we don't really know where this one's going to fit. So we've mm-hmm. got 91 through 99 here. Anybody remember what 99 might be the lowest film we've ever scored? Oh, uh, is it train spotting? Yeah, yeah, George and Ethan got it right. It's train spotting because George gave it a two. Oh, yes. <laughs> so 90, so these will be some of the ones, uh, I'll tell you what, we're about to hit, I, I don't think he listens to us anymore, but Dan Mackelt, remember what was going on with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number 99, train spotting. Yeah. Number 98, Coraline. Yeah. Oh. That was poor. Was bad. 97, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Wow, I know, right? That low. I never expected it's that. It's no one went higher than like a seven and a half on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number 96, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked Beetlejuice. Well, it's are the best films of all time. It's not like we're throwing, you know, yeah, well, no, it's coming. It you'll, you'll, you'll hear me comment later on some of the ones we've scored higher. Nin- <laughs> number 95, Twister. Yeah. Number, yeah, that deserves to be there. Number 94, someone give Liam some therapy here. Rocky. Yeah. Especially when I say that what beat it was number 93, Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> How did that wow. be a much better film? No way. I think Georgia, Elliot, Ethan really liked it. If Jesus. Yeah. Number 92, uh, some more animation, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And number 91, criminally <laughs> underrated, I would argue. Some like it hot. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 just I, like like I just didn't like it. Well, Neither did Pippin. <clears throat> Yeah, so let's talk about this one, though. So we're looking at something about as far removed from something like it hot as you can get. <laughs> we're looking at The Matrix, 1999 science fiction action film written and directed by the Wachowskis. It depicts a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality, The Matrix, which uses intelligent machines uh, that have been created to d- distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. When computer programmer Thomas Anderson, under the hacker alias Neo, uncovers the truth, he is drawn into a rebellion against the machines, along with other people who have been freed from the Matrix. Who'd seen this before? Me. Yeah? Yeah. First time. First time for you? First time for me. Okay. Uh, oh. I remember. I know exactly where I was the first time I saw this. I was in Phoenix. I was visiting friends. It was probably the spring of 2000. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the floor, it was about 15 of us, and we all watched The Matrix on DVD. I was like, whoa, what is a DVD? <laughs> that was amazing. And it really was amazing. Yeah. It was a great experience. I think for a long time, The Matrix was the highest selling DVD of all time, too. Well, The Matrix, I mean, that had these um, weird, wonderful camera work in this, didn't it? Yep. That we'd never seen before. So, you know, it had a big, big following. And so if you think about DVD, and one of the things DVDs obviously gave you was the ability for like special features yeah, and behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a film you didn't want to see all that stuff for more from The Matrix. Yeah, like true. how do they do this? Yeah, how how yeah, is yeah. this possible? So yeah, really, really good. It's weird. I've never been in a period of time where I didn't know about The Matrix. Like I've always known what it is and I've known like some of the iconic stuff. I yep. just never had seen it fully. Yeah, I get it. Um, Georgia, do you have any knowledge of The Matrix going into it? I knew that there was some numbers and some green and some red and blue pills, but that was about it. It, it gets memed fairly, like the, like the yeah. Morpheus red and blue pill thing. Yeah. You must have known about the Alice in Wonderland connection. I knew that there was something, but I think because I'm so I'm such a big Alice fan that I don't like to look into anything that is claims to have a connection, lest it damage Alice. Lest for it me. taint Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Matrix is an example of a cyberpunk subgenre of science fiction. Some critics praise the film for its handling of difficult subjects. Others, the deeper themes are largely overshadowed by the action scenes. Mm-hmm. 
I say what deeper themes? Oh, there, oh, there's some deeper oh, themes in this. Oh, oh my you, word! Oh, yeah. It's interesting to go. What do you walk away seeing? So I think Ethan's sitting here going, "I see some deeper themes," and George is going, "I saw a bunch of fight scenes." That's see, I, I went into this knowing that there were deeper things. things oh, okay, so like, you sort of knew what to look for, maybe. Sort of, but more like the the revised version that the Wachowskis have given now. Yeah. So not. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good shout because it's something worth. Because I was sort of watching it through that lens for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, actually, Ooh, yeah, got a point. Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of discuss this. When this was released on the credits, it says written and directed by the Wachowski brothers. Now, the Wachowski brothers, sorry, the Wachowskis are trans women. Oh, yes, yes. So yes. now they're the Wachowski sisters. Yes. And I believe Lana Wachowski has written and directed the new one. I believe so, yeah. yeah. So there, there, there is that. So yeah, it was. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, so it, there's the question of is this just a giant allegory? Oh, okay. For their experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, written and directed by the Wachowskis, who previously wrote Assassins. Oh, I, I like Assassins. I like, I like Assassins. Who's that? That's Antonio um, Banderas and, and Stallone. Stallone, yeah. yeah it's is good. that based on the play or completely separate? No, no, totally different. Oh, <laughs> oh, totally different. <laughs> uh, writers for V for Vendetta. Ooh, Which I've never seen, so, so, so I do want. I really want to see this one. I've never seen it either. Always wanted to. Writer and director of Speed Racer. They're going down in quality. Uh, yeah, is in like the yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And writer and directors of uh, <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, we don't talk about which that. I've never seen, but I hear it's absolute trash. That was the last Hang one they on, did together. I, think I watched that. Is that Jupiter Ascending? Was the one that shot a little bit in Ely Cathedral. Is the one yeah. with Channing Tatum? Uh, Channing Tatum, Tatum yeah, and Mila yeah. Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one as bad as I thought it was going to be. And what's his name? The guy who was... Oh, uh, Redmayne. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cinematography by Bill Pope. Oh, good old Bill. Oh. We've done some Bill Pope. Yeah. Do you know what it was? No. I would have been really impressed. No. <laughs> uh, to go from three years before this, he was doing, uh, as if... Really? Do you know what that? What am I referring to? Uh, Clueless. Clueless. Yeah. He was the cinematographer for Clueless, and then does this. Did you see my hesitation there? Yeah. Because I've got it wrong most of the time. You do. I was actually impressed you got that. One. <laughs> I thought it was just Clueless. Yeah. He's also done Spider Man Two and Spider Man Three. Yeah. Oh, that so means he's Spider-Man. responsible for that shot of Spidey doing the whole <laughs> as he walks down the street. That uh, dance. He's a good cinematographer. I can't, I can't deny that. No, he is because it's memorable. You you know what that shot looks like in oh, your head. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World makes a lot of sense. Not seen that one. Uh, the Jungle Book. Ooh, Wait, the 2016 one? Yeah. And Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, That's well, where I've are. seen that name recently. Yes, yeah, yeah. so there we go. And music by Don Davis, who did Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can't give him credit for the John Williams score that he used throughout either. No, no, music no, no. in the third one? The John Cena-led film, The Marine. Don't remember that. Oh, no. And the Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu helmed Ballistic X versus Sever. Which Never is one of the that. few films to score zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> so that should proud. be a watch along. That should be, that should be absolutely. George had a great idea actually for a watch along. Go on. Um, You're gonna have to. I don't remember what I said. No, I don't think. I don't know. No, I, I, that was. I don't know what it was, but it was the idea that we should pick a film, the kind of film that you like <laughs> from Netflix, like like one of one of the films I used to walk into the living room and go, "What are you watching?" Do you know, I can just picture it. The debt collector, and then something where, where where I would go. This has no redeeming value, and you'd be like, "No," and you'd be like, "No, this is good. This yeah. is good." Is this the J Lo one with uh, Jason Statham? Was that it? No, no, no. no oh, no. there were some bad movies we watched. There were some bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all right, they're, they're not bad movies. So let's take another. I'll pause here again. We'll do ten more films, shall we? Ooh. So ninety-one. We had a few. Remember correctly, some like it hot. Number ninety. <laughs> 
Open the car, Cole. <laughs> Let me out of the car. Of the car. <laughs> uh, that would be Days of Thunder. Number 89. TikTok, motherfucker. Oh. Hitman's Bodyguard. Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80, so much higher. 89, about 10 spots too high That's in my opinion. That's higher than it needs to be. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. no it's really we live in a world where oh, train yeah. spotting is below the Hitman's Bodyguard. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Well, yeah, That's crazy. Number 88, I'm sorry, Gal Gadot cannot act. Uh, we Wonder started Woman. the year. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. Number 87, a beautiful film that Liam definitely didn't like, The Grand Budapest Hotel. No. Wow. Well, I could appreciate the beauty of it. Just didn't like it. It's not my my cup of tea. Number, That's a good way to describe number 86, it, it was a boys' night. I'm only borrowing your Humvee. Oh. Welcome to the Rock. Oh, oh of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give us a good one. Number <laughs> 85, uh, all about cornering the market on frozen concentrated orange juice. Oh, um, um, trading places. Trading places. Yeah, apt yeah. for eighty four. Life moves pretty quickly. If you don't slow down, you Ferris just Bueller. might miss it. Ferris Bueller. Eighty three. I am an FBI agent. Point break, motherfucker. You think I like this hair, man? <laughs> Number eighty two. I made my family disappear. Home alone. Yeah. And finally, number eighty one. It got me. I only think it's fitting that Georgia names this one. It got me a gnome. Amelie. Amelie, number 81. So we'll come back with a little bit more. Episode 2 is our 81st ranked film. Amelie's wasn't a bad film. It just just didn't hit me in that level. I really liked it. No, you did. And none of these films, I mean, with the exception of like... I don't think I rated that one. It was just you two. I think we've added your score in the rankings now. Anything that was early on where previously it was tiebreakers, we've given you the same same weight as Liam and I. Or else it would have been 99. <laughs> uh, in 1994, the Wachowskis presented the script for Assassins to Warner Brothers. Uh, after the president of production of the company of Warner Brothers read the script, he bought the rights to it and included two more pictures, Bound and The Matrix. Now, this is just for the script. Wow. Not for directorial rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first movie the Wachowskis directed, Bound, became a critical success. So using that, they said, hey, do you mind if we have a crack at The Matrix? And the answer was Yes. Many Hollywood studios passed on it, thinking that virtual reality sci-fi was bad business, citing the failure of a previously made movie, Johnny Mnemonic. With Johnny Johnny Mnemonic starred Keanu Reeves. Reeves. And it was terrible. It was terrible. terrible. Keanu Reeves does speed and then does like crap films for like three. He did, um, um, what was it called? Mercury Rising, I want to think it's called. Jesus. He did A Walk in the Clouds. He did that. Oh, just some terrible films. Mm, come on, Keanu. Um, the Wachowskis then hired underground comic book artist Jeff Darrow and Steve Scross to draw a 600-page shot-by-shot storyboard for the entire film. Wow. Ooh. And by seeing it, it gained the studio's approval, and they said, let's film in Australia to make the most of the budget. Because if you shot this in the U.S., I'm assuming based on union things and yada, 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 mm-hmm. it would have cost $180 million. Ooh. To do it in Australia, $60 million. Jesus. I don't know what's that much cheaper, but yeah. And you're flying everything over. Yeah, but once you get everybody over there, once you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all but a few scenes were filmed at Fox Studios in Sydney. Uh, and in Sydney itself, uh, they try really hard to make it look like an American city, but there's a few times where it tips its hand, and you know it's not yeah, America. Yeah, didn't feel that. A filming began in March 98 and wrapped in August 98 for principal photography. took 118 days, and it was released on March 31st, 1999. Oh. 
So, let's begin with a little bit of deep dive. It's different. We've got our green studio identification, which was great. So, you have, like, the Warner Brothers logo, and you have the Village Roadshow logo. But it's green. But it's green. Because, yeah. of course, green is the color of the old monochrome Commodore 64-type computers. It was, yeah. Yeah. And so, you have that, and then you have those, like, falling digits that are kind of like Tetris meets, I don't know, just Commodore 64 madness. Let's hide. Yeah. And so... Um, Binary. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not binary. There's all sorts of binary zeros and ones. That's a mixture of it, isn't it? See, that's why I made that joke about Matrix being appropriate for episode 100 because it's zeros and ones. But yeah, it's not. It's not. But no. it was. Anyway, it's programming language. I'll give you that. Yeah. There's some opening dialogue of Morpheus believing he's the one, and this mysterious female voice was like, "Oh, you like watching him, don't you?" Creepy. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. But we start off the movie not with Neo, but nope. we start with Trinity by Carrie and Moss. What a great opening. Do you know what else you know Carrie Ann Moss from? Um, was she in that thing with Guy Pierce? Yes. Um, the one that screws your head over. Memento. Memento. You just named every Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> the one that screws your head over. <laughs> Memento, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after reading the, the script, Ma stated at first she did not believe she had to do the extreme acrobatic actions as described in the script. She also doubted how the Wachowskis would get to direct the movie with a budget so large. After spending an hour going through it with them, she understood why people would trust them. She underwent a three-hour physical test during casting, so after that point, she knew what she should do. It made, uh, it, it made Moss a star, who said, I had no career before that. None. Initially approach for the role and thank god we didn't get her i think Go on. i think we mentioned her name last week as well janet jackson why really yeah i'm so glad they didn't scheduling conflicts in an interview since she stated that turning down the role was difficult for her so she referenced the matrix in the intro and outro on her 10th studio album discipline well good for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, also auditioning for the role salma hayek I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, that's the Hitman's bodyguard. She's the Hitman's bodyguard's wife. Yep, that's it. And Jada Pinkett Smith. Ooh, Jada. Yep. Yeah, wife of Will Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- She'd have been good. I don't know what they are. You can see they're like red table talk or whatever it's called. They're, they're weird. They I know too weird. much about his personal. Life. I know way too much about their relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, she would later play Niobe in the sequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also offered the role of Trinity, but turned it on, down. Niobe. Yeah. As in like... N-I-O-B-E. Neo, but with B on the end. Oh, that's, I hadn't thought of that. Interesting yeah. point. <laughs> In case things don't work out with Neo-A, we have Neo-B. <laughs> Sandra Bullock had been offered the role of Trinity, but turned it down because someone else was in the fit. Well, it was originally been labeled as being the lead. I won't say who that is just yet. You, oh, please remind no. me. Uh, she regretted her decision because had she been cast, she would have eventually been reunited with Keanu Reeves, with Which whom she... Great chemistry. Was in, speed. in speed. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Sandy Beaker done that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I'm Carrie Ann Moss isn't great. She's I'm fantastic. Glad Carrie Ann Moss was in this. Yep. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss twisted her ankles while shooting one of her scenes, but didn't tell anybody so they wouldn't recast her. Oh, I'm like, you're you're, you're you're way like like underselling yourself. Yeah, you did a great she job. Is. She she holds up in this movie. Yeah, for very very much. Very much. Uh, way ahead of its time. This movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she's behind a computer, and the cops break in. And shortly behind the cops, we've got Agent Smith, played by Hugo Weaving, Weaving yeah. the original Red Skull in Captain yeah. America. Oh. Yeah, you go. <laughs> and Elrond, the you Lord of the Rings. You couldn't yeah. see. Oh, my word, yeah. he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wow. Which one was Elrond? He's the big elf. He's the elf who like calls them all to the thing. Oh, yeah. the one with the yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a staff. He was also in um, Priscilla. Yeah, but we haven't recovered Priscilla. Nor have I seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, okay. Weaving stated he found the character amusing and enjoyable to play. He developed a neutral accent, but with more specific character for the role. He wanted Smith to sound neither robotic nor human, and so the Wachowski's voices had influenced his voice in the film. When filming began, he said that he was excited to be a part of something that would extend him, but again, not the first choice. Really? I'm really interested with the first choice. I think he would have been too old. But then, I mean, Hugo Weaving's not a young man. We'll find out, I'm sure, during yeah, the age yeah, game. Yeah. But the first choice was Jean Reno. Oh, I like him. Uh, Mission Impossible, in- if you remember. He's the guy oh, who was flying the chopper. And Leon. Oh. He was the guy who was like, you, you come at me again, I'll cut your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in Leon, too. Leon the professional, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really rate Jean Reno. Yeah, I do. me too. Yeah. Um, but he declined because he wasn't willing to move to Australia for the production. <laughs> Fair enough. So Agent Smith gives the regular cops a hard time, which is interesting for us to be on the outside of because it places us outside of the room mm-hmm. with Trinity. And uh, there's one cop who goes, I, we got two units here. I think we can take care of a little girl. <laughs> now, this just feels like it's like wah, 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 getting set up. Of course right? it is, yeah. And then Agent Smith goes, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. And we get our first look at a fight scene and the wire foo. Well, it's brilliant. Yeah. Where you yeah. do kung fu, but on wires. Yeah. There we are. So that those bits were like she jumps up and then the camera pans the full 180 as it's that paused. Is this is such groundbreaking stuff yeah. at this point. This yeah, was the yeah, first yeah. to do this. And this is, is the thing that like be, makes it pretty iconic with like within media as well. If I had like I had never seen this before yeah. the Matrix, but I know it from the Matrix. Shrek. All of I was going to say, yeah. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. When, when yeah. Princess Fiona jumps yeah, up yeah, to yeah, kick him and it does that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's them. Literally, yeah. like, if you think Shrek came out in like 2000, 2001, like, it's just months yeah. after they worked this in Crazy. and gave it a Matrix. Up. Like, think about the animation process. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. huge thing. Yeah, How yeah, awkward yeah. would it have been if this film didn't work? Just like referencing some random thing. No, but they referenced it because it was successful. True. They didn't just find some random... We should do that. It's not released yet. It's bound to be a hit. It's very groundbreaking. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, There's another phone, uh, but also more agents. We find this out. Because apparently we get the rules of the universe through this scene, don't we? Mm -hmm. And the voice says that you can make it. And she's running across rooftops, and she jumps across this rooftop. It seems, whoa, that seems like a... I know there's CGI involved, because it's kind of obvious. But... It looked pretty impressive, the length that she's jumping, and Agent Smith does it, and the policeman who's chasing both of them goes, that's impossible. (laughs) And we get this shot, and Liam, you were going on about this, where Trinity like jumps through a window, barrel rolls down the stairs, and lands with both guns drawn, facing, like, this is clear, but Trinity is a badass. Georgia, I'm very curious for your perspective on Trinity, because you are, I mean, you've seen things like Ronda Rousey in WWE, or you tend to like it when females sort of buck the trend of what we expect. Usually your three words are, she's so cool. Yeah. Did Trinity meet that standard? Was she so cool? She was at this point, yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) Good change of it, baby. They do kind of make her go all softy later. (laughs) Oh, I love you. Oh, shut up. All right, I don't have to. I can edit that in later. That's okay. <laughs> and so my question is: she gets to this phone, and I'm like, why isn't the phone? It's a pay phone. I'm like, why isn't the phone already ringing? Like, if you're on the Nebuchadnezzar and you're like sending the, phone, like, why not just have it ringing so you just can just walk up and pick it up? Yeah, great thought, name for you? a ship. Yeah, it's great. We'll name. talk about that actually. But also, they don't just pick up the phone even if it is ringing. We found that out. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. That's annoying. Um, it is annoying. 
And I think it's supposed to build that in you. Yeah. Um, there's other ways to build But tension. she picks up the phone and puts herself, because there's a dump truck being driven by Agent Smith. Yeah. And we're like, what the? Because we don't know the rules. We're yeah. like, what's she do? Yeah. Why is this phone call so important? <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that the phone's like a transporter. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And I thought it was a lift. I thought she'd just gone down. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And the, agent, uh, the agents gather around, our three agents, and the one in charge, Agent Smith, says the next target is Neo. So this scene took six months of training well to be fair the whole movie took six months of training but there we go but this took four days to shoot uh, according to editor zach stain actually if you got all that done in four days wow that's a good yeah. that's a that's a good four days. Yeah. According to editor Zach Steinberg on the DVD audio commentary, uh, the production team sent an edit of the film's first minutes uh, to Warner executives. And at that point on, Warner Brothers gave their total support of the movie from there on out. <laughs> no, no surprise. Really. You have to look at this and go, we've never seen this before. Yeah. Very excited. I'll tell you what, the stunt performers deserve a bloody round of applause in this. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Uh, I'll tell you who else deserves a round of applause in this. Things we have seen before. Let's go through (laughs) number 80 to 71, shall we? Let's do it. So number 80, Liam, one of yours from back in the day. Let me guess. Okay. Um, Is it um, Angel's Day? No, it's the bit where I got to share some teacher stories. Oh, to serve love. To serve with love. Aww. Number seventy nine. Another Liam pick. <laughs> <laughs> His favorite romantic comedy. Oh, the crowd. The crowd. Number one. <laughs> Number one, people. Number seventy eight. We were uh, we were blessed to actually spend some time with the director of this film. Oh. Yes. Northwood Pie. Northwood Pie, number 78. I believe we went sevens across the board. Yep. We did, we did. Uh, so there we go. He can say that his film is better than Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. It's rain spotting. Number well 77, um, we talked about FBI agents. This is more like CIA agents, I suppose. Uh, hanging out with Jean Reno. Oh, Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, 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 the first one. Number 76, someone call in Coolio. We got to look tough and do some martial arts in the classroom. Oh, um, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Number 75, you mentioned this one earlier. It's one of your old school picks, the oldest of our old school picks. Angels with Dirty Faces. Angels with Dirty Faces. Still a great movie. There we go. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. Number 74, um, it's, it's another Keanu Reeves reference here on the pod. Speed? Nope, not Speed. Ooh. That would be point break. No, we had that. Not exactly right. In Ooh. fact, you're forgetting oh, Bill it. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's oh, excellent course. adventure. That's some pretty big movies that this thing has beaten. <laughs> it is. Isn't that it? was we had. We were blessed enough to have um, Nick and Russ with us. Yeah, we did on for that one. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time. Seventy three. Also near the start of the year or the end of last year. Babe. Babe. R M U. Oh. Number 72, I love you, baby. baby. And if it's quite all, all right. right. A little bit of Shakespeare. Ten things I hate about you. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. And number 71, it was the one you wanted, Liam. <laughs> Greece. Uh, Greece. Man, the film that gave us probably one of our biggest therapy sessions. Uh, that trains that and train spotting are two yeah, of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. You're, wrong. you're not wrong. We're not wrong, but that's a that's a, that's okay. We we grow. We <laughs> grow. It causes us to bond. And we're still friends. And we are still friends. On the podcast. Only on the podcast. Wait, we're friends. You weren't even here for that. You're working your way up to that level, Ethan. We can bring you out anytime, buddy. I'm the intern. Bring your headphones. You're not even at the table. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, let's meet Neo, shall we? So Keanu Reeves described his character as someone who felt something was wrong and was searching for Morpheus and the truth to break free. This is the Sandra book reference. 
Bullock reference I was making earlier. Okay. The person who turned down the role, and it's something like a billion dollars they've given up as a result because they were offering them residuals. Ooh. Yeah. Tom Cruise? Woo! Ha 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 ha! Will Smith Smith turns down the role of Neo. Does that explain Jada Pink as well? Uh, why she didn't get I me? Mean, I would, I would interested in having them play opposite each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Will Smith turned down the role of Neo to make Wild Wild West. Oh my God! <laughs> a a choice was that. made. Be- Sorry, a choice was made. I'm not saying it's a bad one. There's a whole list of people who turned this down, but Will Smith was number one and turned it down because of the, the, he was skeptical of the film's ambitious bullet time special effects. Uh, he later stated he was not mature enough at that time as an actor, and if given the role, he would have messed it up. Also turning down the role was, uh, I don't know how to reference it, Nicolas Cage. Really? Oh, no. Can you imagine Nicolas Cage going, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to get some rockets. <laughs> I just want the red Because <laughs> uh, of family obligations, Warner Brothers was looking for Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer, but they both declined. And then someone who initially accepted the role was the king of the world. Oh, Leo. Oh, Leo. Leo. Wow. But then turned it down because he didn't want to do another visual effects film right after Titanic. Wow. So then the um, the Wachowskis wanted to go to Johnny Depp. What? And the studio overruled them at this point saying, no, you'll have Keanu Reeves. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there we go. I mean, they look quite similar anyway. Also, uh, what, Leo and Johnny Depp? No, Keanu and Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, I can see that at, at, at a younger age. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This is coming from the person that was confusing Keanu for uh, Abed Nadir from Community several times whilst watching The Matrix. Really? He looks exactly the same. Oh, it's uh, the haircut. It's uh, the haircut. Uh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I don't think Depp would have been good in this. You need someone lost in headlights. Oh, Depp can be lost in headlights. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, He's always thinking. There's more people I've got on my list here. Uh, there was a suggestion of sending the, the screenplay was again sent to Sandra Bullock, but this time with the idea of rewriting Neo as female. Oh. Neobi. <laughs> Russell Crowe also turned down the role of Morpheus. Sorry, of Morpheus. Oh, I would, no, I wouldn't like that. Saying he couldn't get through it. He couldn't get past page 42. The world was not interesting to me. But we need to realize that Keanu Reeves was a big star after Bill and Ted. Yeah. And then he loses it. And then speeds a big comeback for him. Yeah. And then he loses it. So this is his third kick at the can. It's like he is the Travolta of his generation. He is. He and is. he'll lose it again. He'll lose it. And yeah, then finally John Wick, will, he's kind of like you can't lose it now. Yeah. He's a bit of a caricature of himself, kind of like Liam Neeson. Yeah. But 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 he is, he'll he'll always be relevant now. He's like everyone, everyone on the internet's favorite thing. Because he's, he's just, be, play, he's he's just, just playing you know, himself now. Yeah. 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 He seems like a really good human being. Oh, yeah. Love Keanu. Uh, and we get told that uh, the Matrix has you. This is on his computer. Follow the white rabbit. And the computer goes, knock, knock, Neo. And then we hear knock, knock, which I would do, except for Pip would bark. <laughs> he would. I always did. <laughs> and there's these people who are getting to do some, uh, some hacking for him. We find that all oh, Thomas Anderson is a hacker. And he hides uh, some, some money he gets into a book called Simulacra. Uh, I never know how to say this. Simulacra. Simulacra and, si- and simulation. Do you know about this? Uh, kind of, mainly because, like, I like, I like my creepy stuff, and there's these web stories about, like, oh, the simulacra, the, the, the machine goes wrong, and something takes over your, your technology. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's also just a little bit more accessible than that, at times, because uh, I used to teach about this in, um, 
for, oh. for sixth form. So it's about postmodernism, basically. Okay. And it's the idea about simulation and something I said before, hyper-reality. Mm. So when you see something that you know that's not real, but you accept it as real, mm. a great example would be uh, grape soda, right? Yeah. You open a can of grape soda, I've got, it doesn't taste like grape. <laughs> it's purple sadness. It's purple sadness. You you open like a, 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 I brought in some for students and said, here's a bunch of things that are orange like. And we had a Terry's chocolate orange. We had orange sweets. We had orange um, Fanta. Lucas we had orange juice, Lucasade, yeah. all these things. And then I brought in an orange. And I said, let's judge these on two things. Number one, how much like an orange are they? Mm-hmm. So the orange has to win because no, nothing is more like an orange than an orange. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? And the orange is like fifth. We prefer our synthetic orange that doesn't really taste like things that were like this. Like yeah, this yeah, finished yeah. eighth on our list of like an orange, but it was our most favorite thing to to to, to eat. Which like with bananas, people prefer the taste of artificial banana than actual yeah. It's, it's like all these things. Yeah. We we really like yellow dye number twelve. You know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of fake ID yeah. idea. But then you take that and you go to well, what does that mean about relationships? Mm. And you look at people on Facebook who are presenting themselves as the perfect relationship, but actually it's the idea of that's what a relationship is, these moments that you go ahead and, and see. I have a real hard time at weddings now because you see photographers who all take the same 20 pictures yeah. of the wedding, and it's like mm-hmm. these aren't real moments. You've stopped with a checklist and gone, get a picture doing this, get a picture doing this, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but it, they look great in a the frame. They you go, do. oh, mm. but it's not real. No, 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 you're And right. so that's the idea that we prefer the hyper-real. We prefer the fake, the simulation to to the authentic yeah. sort of thing yeah, i never thought about that so yeah it yeah is. but the question then becomes what does is this stop? what does it mean for friendships yeah. what does it mean for what does it mean for christmas is you know, christmas is coming up do we actually have our own christmas thoughts or are we just copying things that we see other people do and go this is what it means to do this and we're all copying each other and nothing real exists anymore i feel like this is why i've had a bit of an oppositional reaction to this film because i absolutely detest the notion of like hyper reality oh, okay that's why i don't like like Truman Show and those sorts of things because it's that idea of like I think Truman Show's hyper reality. Truman Show's just the idea that it's hyper reality. He's for living one in like person. a hyper reality, isn't he? He's he's not aware. But he's not aware. But we he knows aware. nothing else. Yeah. If you were to base your life based on what you saw there, then maybe that is hyper hyper real. Yeah. I think you can compare it more to Westworld, where everything is fake, but it's so close to reality. Like we could go. I mean, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, you could say the mm. idea being that we have prisons and we have theme parks. Yeah. and the theme parks and the prisons both exist to give us the ideas that there are super super positive and super super negative things that exist for like where you go and it means your middle is like okay and the normal yeah. and it distracts you from the fact that actually real life our normal is screwed up or is brilliant one of it's usually it's because it's screwed up mm-hmm. but we have other more danger and it goes at least it's not that bad or that bad or that, and it sort of keeps us in our place and mm-hmm. then it keeps you wanting to go to the even better thing yeah, yeah. i i don't get me talking. I could do a whole podcast sure. on my like existential crisis. We kind of are hyper reality. <laughs> no, but like genuinely, I yeah. Okay, he hides something in a chapter called on nihilism, and nihilism's kind of the opposite. Nihilism's like nothing has meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. there's no point in anything because we all die anyway. Yeah. I, that's we're what I flip flop between. <laughs> like one day we will do um, um, no country for old men. Oh God. And that's like nihil. That's like that's like two two and a half hours of nihilism right in front of you. We're yeah. like nothing matters. Nothing nothing has meaning. But it's brilliant. But yeah. you have to kind of buy into that. You either if you see a hundred year old men, you either love it or you're like I wasted two and a half hours. I've seen so many. I'm interested to see what my reaction to that. Yeah, would be. oh, that's definitely. an interesting one. Yeah. Um. So the same book was required reading. This is the simulacra. simulacra. 
Simulacra and Simulation, the book by Jean Baudrillard, was required reading for all the actors, and they had to be able to understand it and explain it. I got news for you. Not easy. I can't. And I've heard Keanu Reeves try and like, spit out Shakespeare. Like The guy's not an academic. No. <laughs> Me either. I'm um, still confused by this film. If you had to guess, I'm just going to ask you to think in your head, if you had to guess which actor took to it so easily and was like, I totally get this, just sort of... So have a think in your head. I'll reveal it when it's appropriate. Oh, I bet. Um, so in early 1997, the Wachowskis had, had Reeves read um, Simulacra and Simulation. Uh, Kevin Kelly's out of control of a new biology of machines, social systems in the economic world, and Del- Dylan Evans' ideas on evolutionary psychology even before he was allowed to open up the script. Uh, eventually, he was able to explain all the philosophical nuances involved. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss commented she had difficulty with this process. <laughs> Didn't quite get it. To someone who does psychology and philosophy, it's difficult. Yeah. I hate it. I had to do a first year uh, philosophy course in uni. Loved it, but it was like, uh, what? <laughs> I also like ambition was wrong. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to fight you on that. Ambition's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that was just one of the beliefs we had was that that was suffering. And I'm like, no, it's not suffering to want to be better uh, than you that's are. That's just pushing yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's just a philosoph- philosophical mindset, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he gets asked by, um, oh, he he asks the, the people at his door, he goes, you ever have that feeling that you're not sure if you're awake or still dreaming? Hmm. Things that I ask people who knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, you need to unplug, man. Because that's back when the world was wired. Mm. Like like now it's, you know, wired. So if it was $21.99, y'all would be doing stuff on, on wire. Well, I guess they, I guess you outside of the matrix they do. Yeah. You need to unplug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they invite him out. He's not going to go. But then he sees a white rabbit tattoo on the back of a girl who's sort of like the lead girl of the crew. She looks familiar. They were just like the late 90s threw up on some people. She's the weirdest necklace ever. Yeah, it was like a bunch of rings around her neck, wasn't it? Is this before or after he's like, you are my personal Jesus, man, my savior? (laughs) I don't know. Because he said that, that's going to be important. I bet he's going to be Jesus. Uh, Trinity tries to pick up Neo, uh, we think. He recognizes her as a hacker. It's the Trinity. As if there aren't just people called Trinity. This was, I mean, this was, there's a bunch of movies like uh, Hackers was the big one. <laughs> that was good. H- Hacker, if you go back and watch it, it's aged badly. Oh, I like uh, it. Just, oh, okay. just, just kind of out of quality, not more than anything else. Yeah. But it's the idea that you, if you have a hacker, you have this name and you're like, what was the one that was like Crash Overdrive or Crash Overstreet or something like that? Mm. Not Crash Bandicoot. That was later. Um, <laughs> but you have to have a little capybara, dude. There's a Neo in that as well. Is there really? Neo Cortex. There's also Angelina Jolie. Uh, you have to have, but you have to have that sort of code name because that's how people identify you by. What would yours be? Mine? Yeah. And you can't have the pod father. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not a hacker. Yeah, I, I don't you. type really fast as the music gets intense and they swirl around. <laughs> but you could. This is what hacking is. God, that frustrates me so much. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. I, I don't know what I'd be. I'm going to be something that has meaning to you. I'm just trying to think of one off the top of my head. Carlsberg can. <laughs> Captain Canada. Captain Canada. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, she goes, I thought you were a guy. She goes, most guys do. She goes, I know why you're here. I know why you can't sleep. You're looking for him. I know because I was looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. And you know the question just as I did. Question. Why does the Matrix allow the people whose minds and reality they are controlling to even think like this? 
Uh, there was we, we had there's a whole bunch of like mythological like almost biblical kind of references in this. Mm-hmm. So within the universe, I don't know. It's a weakness in it. it it's, it's it's fundamental, I think, because if they if they're in control, we literally see them hooked up by it's, wires by their brain. But the thing is, Georgia, we 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 get introduced to this through Neo's perspective, so we don't get to see the start of it. No, we have to play catch up. Mm. I don't like it, which is a benefit because we don't have to answer that question. Then. It's not because it's an important question. <laughs> it seems like everybody who was involved is dead. And there's no way of keeping track. So it's just like an oral history they pass down to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is ironic for a movie that's all about, like, documenting things in the digital age. Surely you can save something somewhere. It still twists my melon. Yeah. Um, and he goes, she goes, you know the question, just as I did. And he goes, what is the Matrix? What is the Matrix? So many things he just seems to know the answer to. Although his answers are all questions. Yeah. Like, he asks a lot of questions in this movie. And we have a J cut to an alarm clock. Because it's going boom, 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 boom. That's cool. <laughs> And then it cuts to the alarm clock. It's really well done. It is. He goes to work, and you won't believe this, Liam. He's getting chewed out because he's late. Oh, thank you. I never that. late. Hate that. Yeah, never late me. Uh, I will say but previously, though, Carrie Ann Moss auditioned with the scene in the nightclub. That was her audition scene. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thomas Anderson, that's uh, Neo's real name, or not Grand real name, Anderson. if you want to put it that way, is in trouble because he's late. Uh a FedEx guy delivers a phone. He pulls out the phone and it instantly rings. FedEx are not that on time, man. My favorite part is when, like, he goes to use it and it pops out for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. You weren't alive for that. Shut up. They still existed in the early 2000s. Here's the thing. Um, well, the FedEx thing, FedEx isn't that on time. The thing's not that the FedEx is on time. It's that they're monitoring it and they know the moment he receives it because they're watching. But if it was late, then the guys in the who were already in the building i gotcha i gotcha fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not for neo but the fact that it's in time to catch the yeah. agent smith yeah, yeah there you go yeah. but they know this because they're in the matrix they know everything's gonna work out just right but it maybe then why are people rebelling maybe the guy who's the fedex <laughs> guy is one of the people from the matrix at which point they just have a conversation yeah maybe yeah. they were like well if it'll be late we'll order it a bit beforehand so it'll arrive then <laughs> and <laughs> that, we f- that in tune. and we find out here that they're they're coming to get thomas anderson there's a, there's a a little sort of a run around the office. Uh, he's following explicit instructions. <laughs> Go hide in the cubicle or off from yours. Okay, reasonable. Yep. Go run down the corridor. Keep your head low. Reasonable. Uh-huh. <laughs> hide out in the office. With you. Go climb on the scaffold and take it to the roof. And why does he have to go around the corner of the building? I don't know. Why, there was we we've shown a shot of a window that is directly in front of the scaffold. But he yeah. opens the other one instead. He opens the yeah. one that's like Come on, two meters to the left, so he has to go around the building. And Keanu Reeves, bless him, he's never going to win an Oscar because uh, he goes, "No way, no way, this is crazy." <laughs> he goes, he goes oh, "I'm going to die," and the wind is swirling. I couldn't do this. Tom Cruise could have done. Oh, Tom Cruise would be like, don't need the scaffold. Oh, he'd be all over. I'm that. just going to climb and extend to the rims <laughs> and up I go. He'd get the phone call and be like, oh, cool. I'll jump out the window yeah. instead before they even suggest that. We were actually going to tell you to go down the stairs. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't do it. Neither could Neo. He, and the, it was a great thing where he just goes, oh, and the phone drops and lands. And then you see him being taken out of the front he's told custody. There's, there's two choices. There's two choices. The scaffold or taken out Which was custody. great for us, I think. Yeah, mm. because that, that sets us up, doesn't it? It does. I really it, wasn't expecting it. I love that. It was yeah it's, it's almost a little comedic beat in a movie yeah. that doesn't have a lot of them that's okay it doesn't have to be a funny movie but it was a nice bit and important that the character is not being funny yeah, the situation yeah. is funny 
Um, and then he's in custody, and we find out you're living a double life as Thomas Anderson and the hacker Neo. One of his lives is a future, the other does not. He's not wrong. Mm. No. They want Thomas to roll over on Morpheus. We're told he doesn't that- know who Morpheus is. <laughs> and he goes, which is weird, really weird then when he goes, hey, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm not going to my point break sort of persona here because <laughs> yeah. he is very surfer dude here. He is so, still. That sounds like a pretty good deal, but why don't I give you the finger, finger. and then he like flips it up? <laughs> you just it was so cool. And you give me my phone call. At which point? I know my rights, man. Yeah, I know my rights. Like, if you're the Matrix, why are you going through the? the, the, the I'm assuming there are like different governments with different things. I mean, we were not not told there are different countries, but. Mm. If it's 1999, it's emulating. Then surely it would do. So why would you have different legal codes? So is every year 1999? No, I just think um, that's a good question. Uh, oh, that's a really good question. I don't know because the entire time I was like, it's just everything resetting, and that's why they're like just the, the, they just the, like wake the, up. Don't yeah, they? Like, well, I guess the, if the you hyper- reset the, the matrix, ha- everyone's got to kind of be in like a semi-conscious, semi-not state of mind. I think that's where the hi- I, mm. that's why I first thought the hyper reality came from. Is every year's 1999, but oh, no one ever accepts it. Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe it's because they got Y two K and it just resets. Y two K. I know, right? What, what, we what all, were you doing December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine? I was hugging a police officer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you genuinely think the world was about to end? Is that why you were hugging a police officer? Or? No, I met Santa Claus as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was walking along the quay in Kings Lynn, and this old man with a white beard stood there with a little candle. And there's still a lot to go on that candle. And we went, oh, how you doing? You're right. You go, yeah, I do this every year. See, okay. And um, me and my mate, we were standing there. We we're like, oh, you know. He said, I'll wait until it goes out. He said, and then I go. And we all joked as we were walking by. You know, only like two or three feet more. And we turned around, he'd gone. Completely disappeared. And then later on, I hugged the police officer. Because <laughs> I was like, can I have a hug? And she was like, yeah, of course you can. See, people were so scared about this. And leading up to it, I was like, like, what's going to happen when it crosses over and it thinks it's 1900 and, like, the planes crash? I'm like, I don't think a plane's going to do That's that. That's not That's how it yeah. I never thought planes were going to crash. I thought, yeah, how does how does that click over? I know? was like, when, when my video game of Super Mario Brothers, and I have 99 lives, and I get an extra life... It might roll over to zero, but it doesn't go. I'm having a self existential crisis, exactly, and like just like start attacking me. If if every other year (laughs) has been able to roll over to like say 1991, rolled over to 1992. Why can the first column not change to a two if the last one can? No, the problem was that uh, for years they'd done things on a two-digit system, so no one ever thought to put like a four-digit system in. Right. So it was just an eight and a ninety-eight, ninety-nine. So the question was, what happens when zero zero happens? But 1900 was already a thing. Yeah. Will it will it have an inner conflict and sort of cause all the systems to? What were they thinking was going to? Oh, happen people thought conflict? like people thought like cre- credit systems might go down. Yeah, people made a ton change. of money selling Y two K ready computers and they help get your computer system Y two. Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it, was yeah, it was it was yeah. insane. It was a really genuine thing. But I, I woke up Simpsons thing that was was like, you Y two K ready? Yeah, yeah, but 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 I woke up, turned on the TV. I remember this as clear as day, and it was a, a shot of Sydney Harbor. And all the fireworks are going off. And I was like, I guess we're okay. And yet people, I knew someone whose parents came and got them. And they hid out in this like little like bomb shelter they made. Really? Because they thought the world might end. I'm like, come on. How was it? I don't understand how it's going to make the world end. I, like, was, I can understand like computers having a glitch. 
But how was it going to make the entire world end? I think they were thinking healthcare about, systems, yeah, hospitals, yeah. locks, the ability for, for debit card systems, banking, what's your bank Anything balance? Digital. Everything's backed up by computers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not going to make the world explode, is it? Real, okay, what's going to... No, not going to make the world explode, but how are you going to feed yourself? You can't... You have no access to money. The shops can't sell anything because they have no access to, 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 to their money. Well, then you'd just abolish money, wouldn't you? And just trade for things. It's... That's called looting. What's going to happen is looting. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> so that's that's what the fear was. Now, I'm I'm sitting here going, I thought they were always wrong. <laughs> yeah, but, like, okay, people did not think all of a sudden, like, volcanoes would erupt because no. the computers were oh, set okay. a certain way. Because that's what it's always told. No, like, planes and like, satellites. Would, the big thing were satellites, satellites would, 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 yeah. would, would, would go down. Okay, that could kill everyone. So you couldn't communicate. But you just couldn't communicate. You know, anything that was computerized, which at that point was not as much as it is now, but it was a lot of things. It was like military yeah. tech as well, right? Yeah, like all yeah, sorts they, of stuff. Genuine fear. Oh, that was that too. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, the nukes, the, the nukes will go off. Now, gonna, it, it turns into who's got the loudest, craziest voice because yeah. you just go around shouting worst case scenarios and the biggest one got put in there. So this is when me being slightly nihilistic sometimes is just like, oh, they're all wrong, aren't they? I remember an Oprah Winfrey <laughs> episode where some woman was like, could they get rid of like credit scores? <laughs> basically like fight club but a much more passive version of it that's brilliant um what do we got here uh, oh okay so he gives him the finger and he says it's you, how are you gonna make a phone call if you can't talk it's a really weird thing they never come back to again because yeah. they can like make his mouth seal shut yeah weird, wouldn't this have been a good power to use again later in the film yeah make the or hand like, go all floppy could you or seal or his arms to his yeah uh, and they put a bug in it's like this like gross. machine but then it turns into an actual insect that goes uh, into his stomach so gross so cool and then he wakes up and no he can one told speak me I'd have to look away from this film several times his, well, I'll tell you what let's look away from the film right now so we can do another <laughs> bit of our list here shall nice. we nice thank you very much uh, let's do number 69 through number 60 Mm-hmm. Okay, so 69, dudes, would have been great if it was Bill yeah, and Ted. It would have been. But it's not. It is Hello, Sydney. Scream. Yeah, Scream. All the way oh, back. Man. Halloween of, not this year, the previous year. Yes, yeah. Wow. 68 as if. Clueless. Clueless. We did this already. Now you're doing the part yeah. where we expect a few, Liam. You're like, <laughs> oh, where no. is it? Where is it? <laughs> but I already had this. And I thought, we've had this. So that was the confusion. <laughs> Number 67, we just made reference to it with the, with the credit scores. Fight Club. Fight Club. Hey. Uh, number 66, uh, I don't know how to make reference to it. It's Actually, it shares a lot of similarities with this film. You're the one, the one who can bring balance, the one who can change everything. Star Wars. Star Wars, A New Hope. Ah, we mentioned that during this. We did. Uh-huh. Number 65. I have got to get me one of these. Woo! <laughs> I gave it a virus, a computer virus. Oh, I know this. Oh, it's Independence Day, folks. Oh, Come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Number 64. Uh, Ethan didn't bring it to the table, but you're a big fan of it. Spider Bus? No, no, but another form of an insect, potentially. Oh, no. The one that feeds off you. Oh, Parasite. There you are. Uh, I hated that film. How was that anywhere? Oh, my God. My nana did not understand that film. I liked it. I didn't. I, I went I back and watched it. He loved it. I liked uh, it. I went back and watched it, and I loved it even more. Maybe it's because I watched Squid Game recently, but yeah. I'm really loving those. I'll tell you what dramas. beat that, though. Number 63. I bet you I can eat 50 eggs. Yay, cool. Hey. Good. There is some justice in the world. Number 62, Rosebud. Oh, a film I really was surprised I liked as much as I did, but Citizen I did. Citizen Kane was good. Yeah. I liked Citizen yeah, Kane. I liked yeah, it. yeah. I, that's one of them films I'd heard so much about, never watched it. Yeah, and I was pleasantly. Someone told it. me it's really overrated. I mean, we don't have it number one, but I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, same. yeah. 
And then number 61, uh, I'm trying to think of a line here. Let's just say, let's just run really slowly through an airport for the third act. <laughs> oh, God, that could be anything. No, it was heat. No, no, no. no. Heat. Uh, <laughs> That was, that was I was, rough. I was going. I was going in my head. I was going long, long film. It was a long film. Good cast though. Oh, that's when they were running in the airport and they were like, <laughs> "Yep." Because when you said airport, I was picturing. I, I, I made the mistake of saying airport, airport yeah, rather than like so, outside of the airstrip. But yeah, I was thinking airfield maybe. Yeah, Die Hard. No, I, I that was wasn't slowly. Like it was like the slowest run ever. Yeah, my brain went straight to Home Alone too. There we go. Uh, let's do this then we are at the phone rings and we get told by morpheus he's phoning neo going this line is tapped but they've underestimated how important you are if they knew how important you were you'd already be dead you are the one neo and i'm like i thought the phone was tapped you're just telling them come and kill him fuck you're really i'm telling you you're really important (laughs) <laughs> and if they knew how important on they'd the kill you so what happened the fact that it was bugged um but they pick up neo and trinity he's also bugged and says exactly take <laughs> off your shirt and after some faffing about liberation they remove the bug i've got my brackets here again george just stopped watching here again yeah <laughs> you know and they so suck the insect out Ooh. it's got like red blood but his stomach's fine yeah it was seen it like wriggle around inside of it like, oh. stop it was a really cool effect. It was having all the... But it's not real. It's weird because it's not real. It's not a physical... Bo- it's such a strange it thing. It is. A strange it's a concept. little robot thing, isn't it? While we're here, we should meet Switch, played by Belinda McClory. She was the blonde. I like Switch. Who dressed in white. Everybody else would be in black. She yeah, was, was in white. I was ask about that. Uh, she, she was only originally going to play half the role. A really interesting idea. She would play one role. They were often be played by androgynous actors. Yeah. I was and in the that. real world, Switch would be male. And in the Matrix, a female. Hence the name Switch. Which if you oh, think I about... I like that a lot. They Wachowski And the idea about white. And therefore maybe being like... You know, white hemisphere represent purity and innocence, but maybe truth. And, and, and if that was the real version of themselves, even though it's in the Matrix um, or is the Matrix the. But yeah. the idea yeah, about yeah, yeah, gender yeah. is being fluid and there's a repressed. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. It but is. ended up. Uh, Warner Brothers didn't. Uh, I got my notes. They refined the idea. I'm guessing that meant they said no. If that was made today, that would have been. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be been, surprised. It would have been really interesting. I'd be yeah. interested to see a new one, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. Yeah. We go to the meeting with Morpheus, and at last we have our rimless sunglasses. Or as George referred to them, those sunglasses are so stupid. (laughs) They are so stupid. They are stupid. There is no way they stay on his face, especially when he does fighting and stuff. The iconic sunglasses worn by the Matrix characters are from a company called Blind, which B-L-I-N-D-E, which prides itself on producing handmade glasses. The founder, Richard Walker, had to tend against larger companies such as Jerry Maguire's own Ray-Ban and Arnett. I've never heard of that to win the film sunglasses contract and set himself apart by scratch designing pairs of glasses based on the character's unusual name. Can you imagine them with Ray-Bans instead? <laughs> no. When it works. Uh, when his tender was successful, he was flown into Sydney where he spent the whole of the shoot custom designing sunglasses in the back of an Oxford street optometrist. Uh, nice. Not bad. Yeah, it's all right. What do you want? I'm going to go to Australia. Oh, I'm going to make sunglasses for a movie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, said that once he read the script, he did not understand why other people found it confusing. <laughs> 
So he's the guy who he's, gets it. I knew it. I knew yeah. it as Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, the way he talks and such bibble babble in this. Oh. Like, you can only deliver it the way he does if you understand what he's saying. And, again, and yeah. I'm like, guy, I'm a, I'm a bright guy. I'm having a hard time with some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, he had a doubt the movie would ever be made because it was so smart. The Wachowskis instructed Fishburne to base his performance on the character Morpheus in Neil Gaiman's Sandman comics. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Other people considered for the role, Gary Oldman. Oh, I love Gary Oldman. He'd have been good. Little Gary Oldman is yeah, Morpheus. Yeah. Little Alex Horn. <laughs> <laughs> like the hitman's bodyguard, Gary Oldman. Yes, oh, I love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman. I He's do. He's a chameleon. He can play any part. He does. Val Kilmer. Ooh. Oh, no. Keats Val Kilmer. No. Or. He can got the chops of that. Say what one more time. 1994 Samuel L. Jackson Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he'd have been good. Because you said. Sammy Boy. You said if they made this again today. Yeah, be Sammy. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's he's huge at the time. He really is. Yeah, but. Because you're trying to argue that Fishburne was a bigger star at the time. I'm not sure. I feel he was. I don't. I don't remember seeing Fishburne in a lot of stuff before this. Ooh. It wasn't until you started talking about it that I wasn't sure that it wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. So. <laughs> That's just your face blindness coming oh, to play yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I thought Neo was Abednedir from Community for yeah. a lot of it. So. That's that Danny Pudi. Danny Pudi, yeah. yeah. I don't think Samuel L. Jackson can convey that same <laughs> sense of knowledge and like self-assurance. It, it would be more, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Cocky? Cocky, snarky. Yeah, yeah. If it's from Samuel Jackson. It would be purple. A little bit egotistical. <laughs> yeah, a little bit egotistical, yeah. whereas you get this bass, um, in the voice first off, mm. this quiet assurance in this theological, biblical kind of belief system. I think he'd be more shouty, and I don't think that works for... Yeah, shouty's a good way to put it, yeah. Uh, Fishburne said that Morpheus was like being Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader all in the same character. Yeah. Oh, sick. And he tells... Uh, Tells Neo, you feel a bit like Alice tumbling down the rabbit hole. But the Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us. All around you. All around you. It is the world that's been pulled over your eyes to blind you. You are a slave born into bondage. You cannot taste or touch. Now, if you take this through the idea of gender and the idea that you are born into a world mm. and you are born into a gender and therefore they have controlled a whole whackload of your decisions based on a binary assignment at birth mm-hmm. there's something in that oh yeah oh yeah definitely even if it's like it's everywhere it's all around us it's the world you've been pulled over your eyes to blind you you're a slave blue, born into bondage mm. you cannot taste or touch i mean it's a little bit you know large in its language but you know think about the two, the two very different experiences just based on that assignation mm. yeah uh, you cannot be told what the Matrix is. You have to see for yourself. And we get the famous pause. I call bullshit on that. I can describe the Matrix for you. And I can also describe them in the pods. It's not like you'd be like, look, alien race invaded. Uh, they decided that <laughs> we decided that we were going to. Kind of, this is kind of Cypher's argument. Just going, he could have told me this. He yeah, could, yeah. One, he could tell you it exactly. But two, also, which human's plan was it to blot out the sun in order to kill the robots? Because famously. We're coming to that. Humans need the sun. Yeah. Uh? A country was run by a guy that was like, put this infectant in you. That's that was true. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, blue pill versus red pill. And if you take the blue pill, the story ends and you wake up tomorrow as Thomas Anderson. I'd take the blue pill. Red oh, pill, you should trip down the rabbit hole. 
and there's that great shot of um, Morpheus's sunglasses. With the two different oh, and the one you see the blue pill, and one you see the red pill. It's yeah. so well done. I thought from how much the pills were referenced in, like just modern culture that they were much more important than they ended up being. It's just the singular... Well, it's, it's, it's the singular decision he has yeah. to make. It's the yeah. Domino yeah, like, I thought they'd be, like, referenced a lot more than they are. Quick, Neo, he's coming. Take three more blue pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kind of thought, like, maybe that's how they went to sleep every night was taken, nah, nah, like... Nah. It's, like a, it's a singular choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, on an online interview when the film was released, the Wachowskis revealed they'd both take the blue pill. Me too. I'm curious now if today they would take the red pill, if we consider this maybe an allegory for their experience. I think that, to be fair... Blue pill, that, you accept the yeah. sort of story as written for you, and because you just sit back, to. it's easier, it's comfortable, it's all those things. I think especially at that point, since they were identifying as the Wachowski brothers. Yes. Now. Yes, that's my point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'd think i be very... I don't Gross. know. I don't want to assume what they'd do, but I'd be yeah. curious in hearing the answer to that again. Yeah. No, I just want to live in a society where it's comfortable and happy and, you know, I can just do stuff rather than be live living lie. in... But is society oh. really comfortable and happy No, at the I'm moment? just saying in that well, universe. Well, more, so more so than 1999. Like, is it at the moment? I'm just saying in that it's universe... It's more luxurious, I, but also well, more... I'm, I'm trying to speak... Yeah, I, I think we're all trying to speak to a certain degree about a certain... Uh, about about the Wachowski's experience, okay, so and I can't. I, I'm not about to put myself into, into their shoes and argue if it's easier or harder for them now than it was 20 years ago. An acceptance lens. It's we live. I think my I understanding from being outside a, of yeah. that situation is that it is easier now than it was 20 years ago. Absolutely, it's easier now than but, it was five years ago. Yeah, but like society as a whole, man, take me back 50 years. I'd rather live in the 50s. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, Are you Okay, sure? but if, if, if you're the Wachowskis, sure? do you want to move back no, to the that's years? No, that's okay. not the argument I'm having. Okay. This is... A, yeah, no, I was having like a... And that's not the 50 years like. ago is great if you're... Uh, is great if you're white. Yeah. That's not, that's <laughs> not the argument I'm having the argument of, do you want to live in the Matrix? Okay. <laughs> or do you want to live in the blinded life of what you think is we know as life today? You know what? I think... Uh, okay, if you have the choice, real world, Matrix real world, or... Sorry. Like, on the Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. with with morpheus or eating steak that your brain knows isn't real steak but well who cares you don't know you don't, you don't know, know what you don't know I, i'm blue taking i'm taking blue pill yeah, and, and hanging out would your when you know that there's a choice is your curiosity not peaked to the point that you need to know that's a great question because that's, mine what absolutely to, that's, what, that's what happens to cypher he, yeah. he 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 got it and was like this sucks because uh, all you know is you're normal yeah. yeah. All, that's all you know. And they say, I can't promise you anything else besides I'll show you what the real world is. And we're assuming it's going to have some sort of reference to what we're told is real. Curiosity in human beings is you always want to know, don't you? Curiosity if you told me you can have, a, can. You can have, the, you can have the, the real world, but it's going to be hard, or you can have a pretty easy life here. I don't know. No, but he's not being told that, is he? He's, he's got to make a choice. Do you want to go down this rabbit hole? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You automatically would. A lot of people would go for the red pill because they want to know. Yeah, especially because he's been searching. Yeah, yeah, but if you've been given the choice and they said, "Look, this is is what it's going to be like. This is what it is at the moment." You take the blue one. You're right. I think the the part of me is like, well, maybe maybe I could try and make a change. Also, we do find out there's a little there's a little civilization. So you can you can go from there. Early steps. Well, there's references to one. We won't we won't see it till the second one. But also. Why do I have to take the blue pill and fall asleep and forget about it? Why can't I just walk back out? Knowing that there's something else, but being like, yeah, it's cool. I'll come find you if I change my mind. I think you would have a mental breakdown. Yeah. If if you knew nothing around you counted and it was all fake. Because he already said this. We don't do this in older adults. 
Yeah. Because your brain can't, it's too formed. Oh, I just eat so much How steak. old were the rest of them then? How old was Cypher when he got given the choice? Because if you're not old he enough. He nine years, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he been there Yeah, nine I was years, out there yeah. for nine years. He's been on the Nebuchadnezzar for nine years. Yeah. That's what he says to it. Uh, Does that mean he's been in the real world for nine years? He's been in the Nebuchadnezzar for nine years. He's yeah, been, it's been nine years since he got unplugged. Yeah. Well, how old? Is, we'll talk about it in the thing, but yeah. it, I just, about nine years between the two of them. <laughs> You're not wrong. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to this. Um, despite widespread rumors, Sean Connery was not offered the role of Morpheus. Cool. He was offered the role of the architect in the sequels, though. Oh. Yeah. Sequel. Um, and so we get Blue Pill vs. Red, but we talked about that. And let's talk about Cypher because we can kind of meet him here. Joe Pantoliano. I like him. Did you recognize him? I did. Was he the guy in Bad Boys? No, nope. he, um, he might be. I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, he plays the boss. He was also in The Rock. Was he? No. He was also <laughs> he he was also in Memento. Yes, he was. He's the guy who sets up Guy Pierce on his on his journey. Uh, on his journey, has manipulated him. Yeah, yeah. he was Captain something. Uh, Captain this Howard. Why, this is Bad why Boys. we have Ethan on the oh, pod. There we are. There he was are. Captain something in what? Uh, Captain Howard and Bad Boys. Oh, uh, there, we there we are. One till for life. Cool. Never seen it. Any of them. First one's brilliant. I'm sure it is. Yeah, because I, I go why we have them. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, he goes, what does this mean? He goes, means hang on, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. I wish I was like, we already had an Alice in Wonderland reference. Do we need a Wizard of Oz? Either one's good, yeah, but they yeah, both yeah. suggest real worlds and fake worlds. And It'd be meant to stick to one. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're already stuck with the Alice in Wonderland since the White Rabbit. Yeah, so I think you might have continued on with that. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, Pantoliano worked with Wachowskis previously in that 1996 film Bound. And as he gets taken out of the Matrix, does it sound like a modem? Like an old like dial-up yeah, modem? yeah. Which is great. Did either of you two ever have to live with a dial-up modem? Yeah. Uh, oh, really? I lived in, like, the, uh, like, far away from civilization for ages. So we had, like, all the dial-up and it was- in Canada, we call that the boonies. We, we, oh. call, we call it the bush in New Zealand or, like, the sticks. Um, and sticks, it was, yeah, it was I'll that, that. It was that, like, that in-between where we'd have, we'd have dial-up, we'd have internet, but the whole thing of, if you use the phone, you're never, you're never seeing anything again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't miss that. Uh, we had a cupboard under the stairs that had a computer in that you could only use at certain times of the day, so I think so. You probably had dial-up then, yeah. But I don't, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, because we is, is, is that where Harry Potter did his homework? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I have distinct memories of Dad, like, in the very early days of YouTube, putting on the Time Warp video okay. from Rocky Horror and us dancing to that in the cupboard How long, the if it was dial-up, you would have had to wait a while before you could have watched it. Watched YouTube, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube's 2006, I want to say. 2005. But yeah. didn't you, didn't you, when you had dial-up and stuff, didn't you have um, certain minutes that you could use late in the evening, not early on in the day? Oh, I don't know. I, I know in Canada we had hours for a bit, and it was a big deal. And we got, uh, I was with an all-you-can-eat provider, and that was considered a, a special thing. Yeah, I think yeah. You could only, uh, after a certain time, there was like no extra charge. I remember yeah. we only made Maybe that's why. use the phone in the evenings because it was free in the evenings and weekends so if anyone called you like in the, yeah. like, the day you'd be like call me back later it might sound more like you didn't have dial up but you did have different minutes at yeah, different yeah, times yeah. for Probably. your internet I genuinely can't remember I was five yeah. yeah I just I just vividly remember my dad installing like a World of Warcraft thing with dial up and he got a phone call and I've never seen so much like look of terror of do I answer this call from work or do I continue to install the video game because it would, it, would, it, would, it would just repeat again 
Um, and so we find out that Keanu is hooked up to pipes and tubes and looks around and sees thousands, if not millions of people in pods. They just must have done like that. He is. They must have done that scene last. <laughs> Why do you think that? Bald cut. Well, shaved his head, eyebrows. You got a bald cut. Interesting. But he had that no didn't... eyebrows either. Um, little known fact, uh, this was the last scene that Keanu Reeves shot in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that had to be. Why that didn't you stop me? That yeah. looked too real. He lost, uh, he lost 15 pounds or 20 pounds for it. They shaved his body, but he looks emaciated. Like he looks yeah, really he thin. Does, yeah. Um, so yeah. Ethan, you were too loud. You woke up, Pip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pip. Uh, to prepare for the scene, he lost 15 pounds, shaved his whole body to give Macy a look. Uh, the scene in which he fell into the sewer system concluded principal photography. Some spider ship lets him go, and he takes a water slide trip. Yeah, oh, very guineas. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it was me. If, if you weren't terrified of him around you, you'd be like, now the fact that he's like raised his arms and going, whoa, like no, uh, the point was made earlier. You've never used your arms. He wouldn't be able to lift them. No. No. He wouldn't. Oh. You, you, see, there's, there's a few issues I have. Like if you were really in the Matrix... I don't know if you really know how to speak. Mm. Not yet. Because there are muscles and things that you, you might know what you, the sound you want to come out is, say, but you've never used your tongue in your mouth before, so you don't really know. doesn't start yeah. speaking before about five, six, seven. Yeah. will never speak because the muscles are so... De- you have to use them at an early age. That's why babies babble as early as they do. Um good metaphor for the podcast <laughs> i am the baby, baby. <laughs> um and it's a point of view shot where he wakes up and sort of sees morpheus who just goes welcome to the real world which is a great shot and it's a great moment in film why is everything so dirty in the real world though they had a, was war. a war yeah but i'll tell you what feels like a war sometimes it's coming up with our rankings Way. for movies so let's take a look at our next lot shall we so we got as high as uh 60 we stopped at 61 i didn't do 60 i should have done 60 yeah 60 was richard was over here for it bond we were doing a bond do you remember which one which bond it might be it was casino royale casino royale was number 60 very good mm-hmm. so let's do 59 through no 59 60 51 i was right i was right to start with 60 never mind casino royale number 59 uh zamunda uh, oh coming to america yeah. yeah number 58 were we not entertained gladiator gladiator yeah, was correct I love that film. number 57 we found a witch may we burn her oh that should be much higher up yeah monty python. yeah monty python i think that's an ellie thing that dropped that yeah, I yeah continue I think so. oh you weren't that's true yeah 56 um i got you babe Oh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. Hang on, there's been a glitch. Oh, Groundhog Day. Uh oh, someone's changed something in the Matrix. Uh, 55, another Bond. Uh, that would be. Goldeneye? Goldeneye. <laughs> we did also get the glass here on it. Uh, 54, uh, a really lovely little movie, actually. Uh, my name's Bob Rumson. Bob. Bob, Bob Rumson. What you gonna do? Gonna run for <laughs> president, Bob. I remember this being Rumson. <laughs> that was the American president. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Oh, that's when I that just, that's, that's when we had to like record and we just like recorded ourselves waiting for you guys to come on on the on the call. That was funny. Uh, 53, uh, Eva. Oh, yes 52 we just did it a few weeks ago have i told you guys you look great in red have i told you that Ooh. oh oh, oh. Great in red. oh come on the only ever movie that maybe wore sunglasses as much as this one i don't know 
Oh, um. No. Oh, 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 Arshan's 11. No! How did we get here? I led you here for I am Spartacus. Oh. Oh, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> My mind is gone. Yeah, you're telling me. I am Spartacus. Tom Hanks wrote, direct, starred. Oh, yes. Oh! That thing you do. There we go. Yeah. And finally, number 51, maybe the most singing we've ever done in a, in a, in a review ever. While the women do what you don't expect it. it. What is it? Um, that is Pretty Woman. Yeah, that's right. 51. Pretty yeah. Woman. Bum, Love bum, that film. Bum, that should bum, be so much Halfway point. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it deserves to be there. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, if you look at what's ahead of it, I'm pretty okay with where it sits. Although there's a lot beneath it that I'd like to put ahead of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Transpon. Transpotting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe Empire was that low. No. Genuinely, even in my new mindset of like being like, I didn't like this film, but I appreciate these things, Trainspy would not get more than a four. So. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm over it now. I was yeah. really upset. I know you were. <laughs> so was I, consequently. Well, uh, uh, what do we have here? So let me go to rehab. There's a little rehab. They try to go make to me rehab. go to rehab, rehab, and he doesn't really have much of a say in it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, lots of drip feeding. Why do my eyes hurt? Great line, because you've never used them before. Mm. Great line. Um, and we get told, is it nineteen ninety nine? It goes, it's closer to twenty one ninety nine. I can't tell you exactly because we don't really know it. Welcome aboard my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, which is a biblical reference to King Nebuchadnezzar II of Babylon from the book of Daniel, famous for his conquest of Israel in biblical times. Also built the hanging gardens of Babylon for his wife. Has a dream he can't interpret, but keeps seeking for an answer. And it reflects the search for answers those who wish to escape the Matrix pursue, in which Morpheus and his crew attempts to provide after freeing their minds. Mm. Free your mind! Frankenstein! <laughs> Different song. <laughs> Tons of point-of-view shots galore as he's introduced to the whole crew. And they're like, you know Trinity. And Trinity's like been practicing her sexy girl look for when he walks by. She, <laughs> she like never looked more like, sexy than she did in that one shot. Do you know what? It worked for me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but they're all in these like really, really raggedy. Like, like sweaters. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Why would you want to live in that sort of life? How did they have extra clothes for Neo? They in must his, have gone in back his size. To the, uh, the aforementioned but are they like seen. everybody's got a pitch in like everyone's given an outfit so, so out. trinity's given him like this little crop top you can wear <laughs> nice little skirt also one of them the blonde blonde one had this like bright silver thing oh no that was in the matrix that's okay ignore okay. um and then we get introduced to tank dozer and mouse and tank would be replaced by harold perino who played mercutio oh, okay. in the sequels yeah oh why was that then tank wanted more money Oh, why oh, would you do that? Typical, typical stuff, isn't it? Oh. And they plug in Neo, and we go to the loading program. And it looks like a, like an Apple advert when they had them walk out, and it was the white, I'm a PC, and I'm a Mac. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys have those? I, you yeah. did with Mitchell and Webb back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I'd just yeah. like to point out, like that shot of him first getting plugged in, it looks, it looks like they've like had to push him like into the, like a giant like needle type thing, doesn't it? Like that reaction yeah. that you get from it is like, oh my god, a needle just gone through his brain. But if you look when they sit up all the time, there's nothing there. No, it's just, just it's the, never. It's, it's, a, bit, it's, it's a, a bit It's a bit of a cushion. It is a cushion. You're right. <laughs> um, we don't. Uh, we get shown here's the the thing that this isn't real. Oh, Neil goes, this isn't real, and he goes, what is real? 
how do we define real? And I'm like, easy, buddy. <laughs> I just don't oh, it's a mess with my head. Yeah, the uh, chips I put in my mouth are real. Yeah, <laughs> I know this because I can taste. Have them. you? Well, I'm going to talk about this in a sec. I want to talk about it now. I suppose. Yeah. So, have you ever wondered if the color I see as blue is the same color you see as the color blue? Yes. Don't get me started. That was my first ever yes. existential crisis. Yeah, it was it? about a seven-year-old. So, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking one day, "What if I'm the only one who's real and you guys aren't?" Because yeah, because at the end of the day, just because you point at something and say that's blue, that might be pink to you, but because but we both know what I blue. see is pink, but, it's but like we've both we're, 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 we've been trained. What, whatever that is, is whether we see it the same or not, yeah. we've been told that that is blue. Yeah. 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 You could never, never answer that question. Well, you I had my existential crisis last week when I said, what if I'm not really doing a podcast and you guys are just people who work at the facility that I'm <laughs> I'm constrained to? Oh, right, but no, they have this one. The, truth. the <laughs> life you live inside your brain where you're like the main character and yeah. everything else happens. Everyone yeah. else you meet thinks that they are the main character in theirs and that... Think about the implications oh, of that's, that. That's, that's what life is. I'm There's okay with that. Think about the implications, man. for that. It's like some, some, something, but it's like the, the concept that everything actually is going on around you is so it's the fact that maybe i'm an egomaniac i'm totally so cool nah. i think it's the first and time someone like, realizes that because it's so like self-indulgent in, even like in ethan's life whereas we all know each other very well you're you're a minor character <laughs> like you see him once a week <laughs> got off on a tangent i don't know he's a <laughs> minor like, character like, he's a like, pretty not, recurring character in the series of but you're not like you're in the series. you're not in ethan's brain all of the time well, Ian's, yeah, I'm okay with that. Ian's on like the opening credits, at least. But like, you're in your own brain the whole time. Oh, trust me, I know it. And it's just, <laughs> what if no one else is real? Basically, you're saying to me, imagine life is like you conceive it to be, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I totally get that I'm a minor character in someone else's narrative. That's that's fine. Well, I get that, but it's the whole the whole idea that everyone else has these entire ones that are as big as mine are. No, but the thing that frightens me is that I'm the only one who actually has this, and you guys don't really exist. Has anyone else got a headache? <laughs> <laughs> mine is one of like dreams, dreams that are way too real. And oh, like, I had a can... really weird dream last night. Oh. Really weird. I it was too long of a story, but I it could was really sit down weird. With two yeah, we, we need to get on. <laughs> uh, we get told that uh, speaking of trying to get on, they tried to get on and uh, take out the machines, and they scorched the sky. Scorched because they marveled at AI, and it's like, oh, in case we forget, goes artificial intelligence. To be fair, yeah, nine, thanks, nine, most people wouldn't really know that as much. Maybe it was just the. I mean, AI was a big like computers overtaking humanity. I mean, the Lawnmower Man, yeah, Terminator Two, Terminator Two. How do you scorch the sky? The film AI. Well, obviously they did something to prevent layer, it from. Yeah, to does, probably get rid of the ozone. Does the sun not scorch the sky. I don't. I just don't get it. Probably by scorch the sky, they mean they they, they destroyed the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Say that then. Scorch the sky just sounds. It's it's so it's, cool. it's, it's, it's alliterative. Do. It's got sibilance. Aren't we kind of doing know, that now, but, but slowly? Yeah, that's how they were doing. <laughs> it's not much of a scorch, it's a, 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 a slow burn. A slow burn. <laughs> um, so, uh, and this is where we get the idea, and it blew my mind when I was a kid. The idea that we're nothing more than this, and he goes through, and he goes, "We are batteries." <sighs> Now, if you actually break down what a human would do, totally not energy no, no, efficient no. whatsoever. But in that moment, I was like, whoa, <laughs> what if I really am just because I want what if I really am just a battery and someone I wouldn't know. How would I know? Question. Maybe I'm in the Matrix right now. We kind of are batteries, though, aren't we? We're powering ourselves. Yeah, but the idea being that you take that power and you give it to someone else. Oh, OK. We are told that humans are created, not born anymore, other than like the one, the two brothers, because they've come from the island. They were made the old fashioned way. 
the rest of the humans. They were made in. Oh, places. sorry. When you say we, you mean I thought you were going outside of the movie for a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. We, as in those of us. <laughs> that I was like, what two it. brothers are we talking about? <laughs> no, 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 the brothers in the film. They're made normally. So. Tank and Dozer, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's. Are we correct in assuming that all of these other ones then don't have procreative organs nor belly buttons? Because they're things you only have if you're born. I, uh, I can say that they definitely have sexual organs. Well, that's wrong. Oh. Then. I can say that because I've seen the sequel. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's just a complete plot point that there's, they shouldn't have. So definitely an oversight on, by the robotic overlords. The yeah, we we hope if we're about to be enslaved, they're not listening to our podcast for ideas. You've well, killed us. Yes, you've, you have. You have doomed humanity. <laughs> no, I'll just help. I'll just go help. You guys will be safe. I'll no, be you like, just told the robots how to end humanity. Yeah. So you're the cipher of this podcast group. <laughs> no, I'd bring you guys with me. <laughs> well, then. And Pip. Um, so Neil freaks out and says, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then he throws up on the wires and passes out. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Neil has a speak, a conversation with, uh, Morpheus as he knows he can't go back. And this is where he goes, we have a rule and I broke it. You're too old. And I'm like, is this just star Wars? Are we just doing star Wars now? Yeah. This feels like star Wars. It does. That's he very, hasn't eaten anything. he is too old to train. Yes. Uh, we get told after the first freer died, the Oracle predicted he would return and end the war. So he is Harry Potter. He is Luke Skywalker. He is every character in one of Hang these on. sorts of stories. The, 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 the war between what? The robots? Yeah, the war between the robots and, and humanity. So what would happen to... Well, if they're in the Matrix and that's the humanity, would this whole artificial bit that we know is the comfortable life is going to the office and getting a you know job and all this would all disappear, right? Yeah. And we'd just have this dark... Oh, you're left with what you're left with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really wants and that. And you've got six billion... Well, that's the question. Do you want freedom? I mean, freedom, that might not be what you think it is. Mm. Do I relate this to Wally? The fact, like, the end of Wally oh, it's is... very wally Yeah, the end of Wally is you've got all these people that have been in those... Li- the little, in the pods. The, li- the little yeah, fly yeah, the chairs fat- oh, yeah. they can't really walk. They can't Actually, I think I referenced that. Yeah. Wally. They're on, like, a really shitty, yeah. barren wasteland with one little plant that won't sit... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we start oh. tomorrow. What's that? You're still training. And the next day, Tank tells Neo and us about Zion, the last human city. And see, so what's with the dialogue? Why is there so much explanatory dialogue? Uh, the studio said, you got to tell people what's going on here because... <laughs> but even now, I'm still confused. Uh, the, is, the studio described the screenplay as the script that nobody understands. <laughs> is Zion like another religious uh, reference? Because it's, it's very... Israel, yeah. Yeah, it's, I was going to say... It's Old school very, Israel, yeah, like the first say, Israel. Very heavily ingrained within like Jewish uh, stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we, Neil's going to be trained in a bunch of combat training. And the screen in which it's going to be like, here's what it looks like, is like fresh off of PlayStation 1. <laughs> yeah. It's like the polygon, like Virtua Fighter, and it's just like circling it, going, Kung Fu, yeah, Drunken run. Boxing, <laughs> Taekwondo, <laughs> Matrix um, Combat. And so we have that idea, and they go, and he's been like, oh, Morpheus goes, how's he doing? And we had the clip off the start. He's been at it for 10 hours. He's a machine. Actually, I think you'll find that you actually unplugged him from being a machine. Mm. It feels like a really strange choice in the script. You could have done anything, but to call him a machine, which shouldn't that be a dirty word? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. saying. Also, what are the actual, I know we see the jellyfish robots, but. The, the sentinels. But what are the actual robots that have taken over? Because we never see them. It's just like. No, because I think we got to personify it. And so that's why we get Agent Smith. Was like, who's really more of a program than he is a robot which is what i don't so is what took over was ai 
Was it? Yeah. Or, so well, it, was it just a system or was it a physical like Ultron thing? I was going to say it's like Age of Ultron. It's like you get the... AI, but it, like I imagine it's sort of like Lawnmower, it's sort of like Ultron, it kind of, yeah. or like the Borg. It kind of like gains like a like a, a one main consciousness with many th- outputs to Do it. Do you know there's many different mushroom clouds going off in my head? <laughs> <laughs> it's but like if all point- of our series went together in like Apple HQ and like, we're going to mess with humanity. I get, I, okay, so why do they project themselves into the Matrix as things that can be killed in the same way as a human being? I think it's... they feel it, don't they? Because once you go in, you have to play by the rules of that environment. Yeah. Why? You've created the environment. Because they chose to create the environment. It just, it just seems no, I hear, to be, why, I hear you. Because the movie needs the chance of the good guys to win. That's that's I why. Think, I think it's, it's also... It, it's just the internal logic of this entire universe is just a bunch of horse shit. Well, let's talk... Give, I think, because it's like, well, if everyone sees that they're acting like not normal, everyone will break out of the Matrix. It's making me laugh because it's like, no one understood this script. I was like, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Let's talk about something that did make sense, and that was the color in this film. Oh, Green. Yeah. Yeah, so if you were in the Matrix, everything had a green tint. And like, so once we noticed that, it was like, it's it's everywhere and it's heavy green. He genuinely mm. looked gangrenous. I thought it was yeah. about to turn into the Hulk. It's like when you watch Scenes. a movie in Mexico, but it's <sighs> orange instead. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. Scenes in the real world had a blue tint. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue was used as a minimum within the Matrix because they thought it was more of a real world color, which is ironic because blue is the least natural occurring oh, so color blue in is nature. The rarest natural color, yeah. Yep. Uh, the fight scene between Morpheus and Neo, which is neither in the real world nor in the Matrix, has a yellow tint to it. So let's talk about the dojo scene. The dojo. We heard that some rules can be bent or broken, and they throw down, but Morpheus is better every step of the way. The set was built way before the actual filming. During the filming, there was some significant physical contact between the actors, earning them bruises. Reeves' injury and his insufficient training with wires prior to filming meant he was unable to perform the triple kicks satisfactorily and became frustrated with himself, causing the scene to be postponed. The scene was shot successfully a few days later, with Reeves using only three takes. Hmm. Um, when uh, altered the choreography, it made the actors pull their punches in the last sequence, creating more of a training feel before they were actually doing, like, pretend like I'm actually hitting you. And this probably led him um, with the training, because you don't just lose that training, do you? So he'd probably use this for later on in, when he does... Oh, like, absolutely. Wickham, oh, uh, yeah. Don't you know I mean? it's, oh, why don't you know all this stuff? Why not use it again? Yeah, exactly. In the combat training, before Neil spars with Morpheus, he rubs his nose with his thumb and finger, similar to what Bruce Lee Bruce did Lee. before attacking his opponents. And he does the gesture of, yeah. come on, beckon him. The, the, the gesture was in the script. The nose thing was an improv by Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Nice. That's good. Uh, film scores, we're going to talk about it now. Created by Don Davis. Uh, he focused on reflections when completing the score, uh, alternating between orchestral and uh, like synthesizer elements. Um, so the soundtrack also included like Ramstein, Rage Against the Machine, uh, because well, it's got that industrial feel about Rob it, Zombie, it? Prodigy, and Marilyn yeah, Manson yeah, amongst yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a really interesting part. Sorry, it's a little bit of reading here, but right. uh, I do I do apologize. Does that, does that person drive every week? Yeah, jeez, <laughs> every week. You are like a hound watching. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> what? Literally <laughs> three hours. Once. <laughs> what do you mean? It was, you did it last week, too. I just didn't mention it. Sorry? You did it last week. I just didn't mention it. Oh, uh, yeah, but just to make sure that everyone's, yeah. like, everyone's okay. 
Uh, the Wachowski's approach to action scenes were influenced by Japanese animation and martial arts films. I can say that, definitely. Uh, and the film use of fight choreographers and wirefu techniques from Hong, Hong Kong action cinema influenced subsequent Hollywood action film productions, which created the effect known as bullet time, represented by allowing the action in a shot to progress in slow motion while the camera appears to move through the scene at normal speed, creating the sped-up movement of certain characters to be perceived normally. So you have them shoot it really slow. You move the camera around, and then when you speed it up, it looks really impressive. So, how do the. Don't ask me too much more, Robert. (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, like when um, Trinity does her thing where she goes like the crane kick, wherever it is in Crack Kid, and that goes all the way around. I'm assuming they have multiple cameras. See, I think in the NFL now, they have cameras that can do that and go 360 on on, on a. I don't know if it came out of this, um, but that is one of those iconic shots from this movie. I'm assuming because you can't just sit up there and stay there, can you? Well, so I'm assuming she goes up and the camera just goes click, 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 click. They are being like harnessed by like wires, so you could actually go up there and stay there. It'd be hard to pose like that. Would it would be hard to pose like that. That's the one thing I'll give you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like it's frozen, so yeah. There's cameras yeah. they use now, stuff like the Met Gala, where it just spins around you so quickly and like maybe a oh, second yeah, they're or really two. Cool, like selfie and and I felt does that a ton, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, legendary stunt coordinator Wu Ping Yuen uh, initially refused to work on the film even after receiving the script which he liked he hoped that if he asked for a really ridiculous fee it would turn off the Wachowskis and they gave him it (laughs) and when that failed he said well fine I'll only do it if I have complete control of the fights and I'm the only one who can train the actors with my team for four whole months before shooting and I get to direct those sequences and they went yeah right." (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of what you hear about like when orson wells did um um citizen kane, citizen yeah. kane yeah. he made these ridiculous and they gave him everything he wanted oh i guess i gotta do the gotta movie do now yeah yeah uh to prepare for the wire foo the actress trained hard for several months is that what it's genuinely referred to wire foo yeah That's hilarious uh when was optimistic they could do it in four months but then he began to worry when he saw how unfit the actors were uh and so he instead as they their bodies developed um they he worked with each actor's natural strength so with uh, Keanu reeves it was his diligence Lawrence fishburne his resilience hugo weaving's precision and moss's feminine grace and he designed carrie moss's moves to suit her deftness and lightness Uh, but before production Keanu reeves actually underwent a fusion of his cervical spine because he had a herniated disc he said i was falling over in the shower in the morning uh he was so still recovering at the time of pre-production but insisted on training so he did punches and lighter moves uh, the surgery still made him unable to kick for two out of the four months of the training it says as a result reeves didn't kick in much of the film i saw a ton of keanu reeves kicking in this yeah, film i was watching for it going he kicks a lot and there was one bit where he actually does a kick up and he holds it holds yeah. His leg yeah. yeah he holds it yep. Because I made a joke about him pulling a hamstring and yep. not being able to put his leg back down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, weaving had to undergo hip surgery after he sustained an injury during the training process. Yeah. Nice. And so the, he loses the fight with um, with Morpheus, and Morpheus goes, how did I beat you? And he's like, ah, you're too quick. And he goes, you think that's air you're breathing? And there's this moment of realization. And then Neo starts to blur. Mm. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. So was that a blur reference? That was a blur reference. <laughs> Woo-hoo! That's right. And then they load the jump program. But before that, we're going to jump to our list of programs here. So we've got 50 to 41 to do in this bout here. Cool. Number 50. Ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. Two. Two. And then we proceed. That number 49 was another part two. 
It was our happy birthday episode. Oh, back to the future. Uh, yeah, Number 48. We just did it. Um, you bet big and you take the house. Oh, uh, no. Um, yeah. um, Ocean's 11. Ocean's 11 it is. Number 47. I think it's too high myself personally. Um, it was the story of a young WWE hopeful. Uh, oh, with family. Family. Does that feel too high? That does, yeah. Over stuff it, like... It makes me so happy, though. It, but it feels too high. Let I me mean, come on. You know when you were like, you know, everything that's above Pretty Woman, I'm okay with. That's the one that I'm probably yeah. not okay with. Number 46, I think, is way too low. All my life, I've wanted to be a gangster. Oh, Goodfellas, yeah. Goodfellas, way too low way at 46. Too low. Brilliant movie. Yeah. Number 45... Let's join Samwise Ganji and the rest of them on the very, very long walk. Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Number 44, I think this is way too low as well. Hello, Clarice. Uh, oh, yeah. Silence the Lambs. Yeah. Number 40. Can't blame me. I didn't see that one. Oh, did you not? Uh, no. <laughs> that would have been Ellie, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Number 43. Oh, I'll tell you what. Highlight of my ear, I think. Because we got to have a conversation with the great Simon Callow. Oh, yeah. in a funeral. I'm okay with 43, but yeah. yeah. I got to see him in Hawkeye. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? Friend, friend, friend of the podcast, yeah. Simon Callow. Simon Callow, yeah. yeah. Uh, he got back. He emailed me telling me he had fun on the interview, so that was oh. quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Number 42. I, I, I think I have a hard time with Four Weddings not beating this. Although it's, it's a fine movie. 42, it's getting to that time of year to do the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, oh, Jingle mean Bell, girls. Rock, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, oh, okay. We jingle Bell, Rock. We, we haven't done Die Hard, Liam. No, have we not? No, we haven't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Any Christmas we songs? We watched those at Christmas. Any, oh, hang on. We haven't done them on the pod. Yeah. Oh, no, that was Lethal Weapon, I think that song was from. Oh, was it? It's Maybe. a Shane Black movie, so probably. It's what? It's a Shane Black movie. Shane Black movie, okay. All yeah. of them are at Christmas. Number mm. 41, last one we'll do for this stretch. Um, Houston? We have a problem. We have a problem. Ooh. Apollo 13? Three. Apollo 13. <laughs> 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 it, was, it, was, it was 10 after that. Apollo 1. <laughs> Tell you Apollo what, people, people say stuff about the Fast and the Furious franchise. Those Apollo movies, they just <laughs> keep coming <laughs> out. Don't they? <laughs> Even the first ones are so boring. You're like, what happened? I don't remember. Uh, I feel like I've gone to the moon and back. <laughs> <laughs> I love the jump program. Free your mind. And basically, this is him going, you got to jump. You have. And they all take bets on if Neil will make the jump and Morpheus goes first and he bombs. Uh, it's lucky that I guess it's like a spongy thing. But only the first time you fall on it. I'm guessing because it's a training program, it will always be sponge. Yeah. But if you're in the Matrix, it's not. you would die because we find out here if you die in the Matrix, you die everywhere. Mm, so yeah. why did we have this spongy road thing? I guess we just so die. he doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. That's the one thing that actually does make sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody falls the first time. Uh, and we talk about Cypher because Cypher is mad because Trinity is bringing Neo dinner. Like, you didn't bring dinner. me dinner. And we're like, oh, okay, we get it. You're, you're turn up the volume here. Mm-hmm. He's not a good guy. Did they hint at the fact that Trinity made the jump the first time? Because he's always like, everyone always goes the first time, right? Trinity is if like some kind of wink and a nudge. If it was, they didn't, they didn't do anything with it. Because I thought the twist was going to be that the actual chosen one was Trinity. Yeah. So did I. That's yeah. where I thought yeah. that was going. Yeah. I did when I first watched it. Uh, real world situation. This is where we're told by uh, this is the woman in red yeah. sequence. And if they're not 
one of us they're against us so this like legitimizes the body count in this movie which is through the roof i was i was it was very bush-esque like you know with us you're against us oh yeah but yeah but the the number of dead people in pods (laughs) that must exist after these guys are done because they just get liquefied and then fed to the babies so it's fine isn't it yeah so so it's a circle of life simba (laughs) if anything they're helping the ai jeez uh yes um so anyone we haven't unplugged yet is potentially an agent and that does set it up for the idea about morphing in the woman in red scene something they could have drawn greater attention to was that there were like so many identical twins in this sequence i didn't see that think about that uh to create the idea of a, of a repeating training program with limited resources so there was a tall man with slicked back hair who was um who was in the opening shop but then again later as a police officer writing a ticket there were two of them who were side by side and i was like oh look it's like when you play a video game and there's like eight people in the crowd but they just re- <laughs> repeated them throughout to make it look she big me, of the, um, me on the nintendo wii where it would like like the games that you'd play yep. and you had to match them up because they were all the same people yeah, yeah. that was funny um and so uh, we get told that everyone has ever fought an agent has died, but I believe that you, Neo, will be able to. It's like, okay, pressure much? Didn't Trinity fight an agent, though? She didn't fight him. She just ran away from him. They have loose rules on what's a fight and what's running away. Yeah. Because I know she gets... was running, but she had a bit of a confrontation. I think yeah. they class a fight as if you win. I think a fight is when you're actually trying to attack well, them the as opposed to she was trying win. to escape him, well, I think. The only fight oh, okay. we see her have is with the police anyway, so it's never with an agent directly. That's it's true. Always, yeah. It's always running away from an agent. Um, and so this is where Neo goes, you tell me that I can dodge bullets? No, Neo, I'm <laughs> telling you that when you're ready, you won't have to. A new question. Why in the universe has got agents do there need to be police officers as well? Because people who are just living their life in the Matrix can still use their free will to pe- do bad things. But they could have gotten rid of police officers and just it's about, agents It's about the it. illusion of no regular society. It. I don't, I don't. You know, you, you know what it's for? It's for us. Okay, here's the answer to every question you're going to have for the rest of this episode. <laughs> it's for us. Well then, but then it's not, it's not different then. It's just... It, we're in a what, matrix, we're in a matrix. can you not have got the wachowski sisters on so we could have asked these questions I tried <laughs> did you apparently they're busy these days <laughs> um, I, I didn't really try no oh, okay. no can you imagine yeah all of a sudden we're sitting here with, with, with the wachowskis hey how you doing oh i'd love that what a cue that would have been um so we've got uh and there's a scare from a machine ship and we learn here but emp is their only defense they don't have to use it yet but you could. I'm assuming this is something you can only charge once every... You can't just go boom once more, boom again. I'm boom. guessing. No, I think you can do... You have to charge it, I think, is yeah, the only yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, it can damage any electricals you've got running, so that comes into play later. But, yeah. Mm. So I'm convinced that you've got tank, you've got dozer, you've got mouse, and it's an EMP, so you've got to have basher there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bubble and squeak. <laughs> We didn't mention about Mouse. Mouse was in a, a TV show. I recognize Mouse from something. He yeah. was in Star Wars. He was also in Home and Away. Where was he in Star Wars? He was in episode two. You know the way where he was like, you want to buy some death sticks? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he's that guy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I want to go home and rethink my life. I don't want something else as well, but but you, this is how you clocked on that it was in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, all these Australians just get popping up. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's weird. Cypher and Neo have a talk, and they're trying to like foreground that he's going to be a villain. As if that mustache wasn't enough. But he goes, why, oh, why didn't I hate the blue pill? And he said, did he tell you why you're here? And Neo goes, yeah. 
And he goes, great, so you're here to save the world. How do you deal with that? And I'm like, there's parts of Cypher I really identify with. Mm. Um, I'd want to go home too. And he goes, if you see an agent, do what we do, run. And I'm like, I'm typed in, this is a good scene to foreshadow Cypher's turn. The literal next shot is him eating the steak. (laughs) Yeah. You could have used a scene in the middle. That's such a nice looking steak as well. Here's the thing, though. If they went into the Matrix and were just like dressed, I don't know, like normal people, they could just go into a restaurant and order steak. But they don't. I don't think it's their costume that's giving them away. Oh, I do. There's this thing I have, that, not an issue, but... A, they're all a shiny, and then they're like, oh no, we got caught, I to wonder To be fair, why. there is an idea that maybe if you were a little bit more subtle, maybe you could go under the radar. There's a theme, I don't know if it's a running theme or not, but it's always there is a self-reliance for all of these people with the Matrix that it's saying that they want to te- te- like tear down the oppressors of the Matrix. Just go and eat your steak, mate. You'd be happier. <laughs> to be I fair, would. if someone's like unlimited rice. I just really wanted the steak at that point. Oh, I was yeah. such a good looking steak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he goes, I know this it doesn't exist. And I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix tell my brain it's juicy and delicious. But after nine years, here you go. Yeah. I realize ignorance is bliss. Um, he goes, I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing. You understand? I want to be rich. Someone important, like an actor. And he's going to flip on Morpheus. Mm. And then we juxtapose his steak with it's the morning they're eating breakfast. Yeah. And it's like stuff out of like mackerel cans. But like they could eat better than that. I know and they don't need to, but they could. How? how okay, Georgia. Because in there, this how underground society, society that they've got in this city, yeah. they will. They're have, not in the city. No, they've got a, they call it a city though. But they're not by the city. Okay, but they could have had some better food. And I think Tank also says that's got all the nutrients you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, they don't it. need to, but like, aesthetic-wise, so I'd rather eat a steak. You need this, because you need this to look so unappealing to understand why Cypher's going to make the jump. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is why I, I say that, the reliance. Again, eternal logic within the film, it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to argue the internal logic makes total sense in this point. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this is why no, because it has to. Otherwise, if you've got decent food, Cypher's just a jerk. He's like, I'm tired of chicken. Yeah. No, but, I think, <laughs> but it's not just because of the food, obviously, with Cypher. That's, I, that's a big the, part of it. He misses all that of- hedonism. <laughs> The, the, what does he want? He wants wealth. He wants comfort. He wants all these things that his life is not the luxuries currently. Of, of, of a well-established privileged life that he was already given. And they're constantly working while they're in this matrix, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I say that there's this um, like self-reliance upon the matrix for everyone in this film. They're, they're like, okay, we have the nutrients that we need, but the matrix is where we, where we will stay, where we do everything else. Even though, like, the Matrix, that's not the Matrix with, like, uh, Neo and Morpheus earlier, it's still a self-reliance on using that technology to try and learn more. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the end of the conversation about what does tasty wheat really taste like, I've made a note here that we've already talked about. My blue, your blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blue if I would bleed. Uh, Oracle time. Everybody <laughs> looks so stylish. Cypher has a mobile phone that he throws into a trash can, which is our way of going, uh-oh, mm-hmm. he's doing something. Uh, Neo wants to know what the Oracle told Trinity. She doesn't tell him. Well, you're not supposed to, are you? Nope. But it makes us go, oh, I wonder what it was. Yeah. She almost told him. Uh, we get told that the Oracle's a guide. that can help you find the path. Neo asks Morpheus what he was told. He's like, I'll tell you. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I was told I'd find the one. <clears throat> and there's lots of other people who are potentially brilliant in the room, including one girl who's like bending a spoon with her with her brain. Yeah. And then yeah, says the secret girl? is, or maybe it was a boy. Yeah, because I had a bald and, head. And androgynous youth. Why yeah. is it with the bald head? <laughs> I don't know. 
Because when they come out with the thing, they have lost all of their hair. Yeah, but they're, yeah, that but one's in the Matrix. That's in, yeah. The Oracle's in the Matrix. Matrix. I don't know, then. That, that odd. closeness to, to reality. And the kid says, do not try and bend the spoon. Instead, try and realize there is no spoon. Mm. He gets into the into the kitchen with the Oracle, who's passed now. It's a different it's a different uh, actress. And goes, don't worry about the vase. And he goes, what vase? And then he knocks over the vase. And she says, I think it's really going to break your noodle later, is would you have broken it if I hadn't told you? And I'm like, oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she goes, you're cute. I can see why she likes you. And he's like, who? Trinity. And she goes, you're not too bright, though. No. <laughs> um, it says, being the one's like being in love. No one can tell you if you are. And he goes, well, I'm not the one. She goes, sorry, kid. But tells him that Morpheus is going to try and sacrifice his life to save his, and you have to choose. And then she gives him a cookie. Yeah. Would you eat that? Says once you leave, you'll feel better. Real. I always feel better when I eat a cookie. It's yeah. not a real cookie. Also, have you seen what his breakfast was? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if I'm these guys, I'm loading. To be fair, they really should be. It should be like when you go to the airport, and you get like duty free, and you're See, just like, can like, I bring all this stuff know, back with me? Put normal clothes this on, is, act a bit yeah. less conspicuous, and just hit a buffet. But it's not going to really going to fill your stomach, though, is it? That's what I was saying about self reliance. That's what they do. Here's the question then here's the question ready for this um, what is the purpose of food um is the purpose of very food individualistic thing it, but uh, yeah. this is back to but this is the question is the purpose of food because i was arguing there about it won't be in your stomach still so is the purpose of food to to, to 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 make you continue on and feel and feel fulfilled and nourished or is the purpose of food an enjoyable experience that you undergo if that's the case and the hyper real then the, the the matrix is exactly what you want i think it depends on where you are in life there were points when i was very poor when like i couldn't just get any i was like okay this is literally just to survive but i'm someone who went in originally to work as a chef because i love the concept of food so at that point it's a necessary it's a necessity but a, a beautiful luxury yeah well said, but I'm not sure you already got the answer here. Which I is, really like food. I enjoy the act of eating food. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big guy, but I mean, like, I enjoy flavors. I, I cook mm. well, I think. And as a result, I like strong flavors as well. Yeah. So if you get, and I do have this stuff that I have at work, and it's like, you know, shaky kind of, not not weight loss shake, but kind yeah. of like meal replacement shake. Mm. And it's it, nutritionally, it does everything I need to do. And there's some days I look at it and go, that's <laughs> no fun. See, I'm the, I go even further past that mindset in the fact that I would rather just not eat than have one of those shakes. Yeah, I hear. Because um, it's not, I don't, I don't want that. If it's not going to be enjoyable and taste nice, I'd rather not eat. But I think that's actually a big point of this movie is the yeah. argument of the steak that you know is not real, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. The flavor of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The warmth that you think you feel oh, God, of it. Yeah. yeah, I would eat the steak all day. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Only, I'm only starting to feel about food again because I fell out of love with food uh, a few years back. Um, but now I'm starting to get back into food. Oh, there we go. Now, well, no, because I just, you know, when certain things happen in your life, you know, you just got to go, you, sometimes you go off things. Yeah, I don't mean to sound yeah. dismissive. I'm sorry and, about that. And uh, no, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm only now just started rediscovering food. Are we good? Again. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to rediscover food again. And, yeah. you know, before, if someone had said to me a few years back, you know, here is a shake that you can take and don't bother eating. Yeah. I would have done. Just compartmentalize yourself and go, fine, that's it, me, I'm done. You know, as long as I'm getting all the right nutrients, I would have I'd have, I'd have done that. Tell you what, when I when I when I go through heartbreak, I lose my appetite completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Ethan. I'm a dude that loves a Weetabix for breakfast, but if I I mean cause it, it, it feels it's the all the stuff I need to like get me going in, in yeah. the morning. If I had to live off Weetabix, I would, yeah, I'd go straight to the Matrix. The minute you have to live yeah. off something, and you're told yeah. this is you no longer have a choice, and you go, oh, I choice. love, like, 
your favorite yeah. food in the world, there'll be a, a point where you're like, oh, I, can't, I can't have this. Last That's week, I was sitting there going, I love pizza, but I was like, I can't do pizza again. I just can't. Three times I was like, should I get pizza? Because it's the cheapest takeaway option to get yeah. delivered to my house. Yeah. It's the cheapest option. If I want to order like Chinese or Indian, you got to hit like a certain minimum order spot. <laughs> yeah. But pizza is like a good 10 pounds less than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd just be so easy. I'm like, no, I just can't do pizza. And it's just weird. And then at some point it'll hit again and I'll be like, the pizza. only thing that will satisfy <laughs> me will be, will be pizza. I love a curry. I bulk cook curry sometimes. But those was like every single day. I can't keep having curry it just yeah, it, no, you, you lose you lose that love um and so uh we get de- he gets a deja vu or so they claim deja vu is not seeing the same thing twice no. deja vu is when you think you've experienced something before not I mean, hey i saw yeah. that that cat just walked by me twice yeah not deja, not vu. deja vu do any of you guys suffer from deja vu oh, oh yeah all the time. i go through I seasons of it yeah really yeah. bad sometimes yeah. where i am convinced that it's happened before but it's unique situations like i had it the other day at work where i've only worked there since june this year yep. but it was uh, something that would only have happened around Christmas with these specific people but I was convinced it had happened before see I interpret it more as like not something that I've experienced before but like I've had like a dream or a premonition about it and now I'm experiencing it it feels like it's happened before for me yeah yeah same dream deja vu is like that's the thing I I think I've dreamt it and then I'm experiencing it in real life going oh shoot I know I've yeah yeah isn't that weird though because me and Liam are both going no it feels like it's definitely happened before and you guys are like yeah I've dreamt it it's like a weird because I'm aware I'm aware of that I'm in the present but then I try and change it. I check. I check <laughs> yeah. out though. If I if I when I start to experience deja vu, it's as if like everything's happening on autopilot, and I'm I'm like almost like out of the situation and just watching it. Manufactured weird, deja man. vu is the worst. What kind of deja vu? Manufactured, like something that I've experienced, and it's that something I've had every day. But there's a point where I'm. This has happened too many times. Oh, it's not for me. That's not even manufactured. It's something that possibly could not have happened before. Uh, but my brain is like, "This has happened before. Watch it from up here." It's weird. Well, something that couldn't happen before was us going through forty through thirty-one. <laughs> so let's do that now. So number forty was Brad Pitt and um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, seven, oh. seven. And then talk about a juxtaposing pair of films. We go from what's in the box to relax. Andy's never going to forget us. <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah. You got a friend in me. me to, uh, it's a good film. We got yeah. a lot of feel. Fun this film. is actually, we're going through a bit of a feel good film thing here. Cause we got 38, which is, uh, Hey, 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 Mr. don't Postman. you <laughs> forget about me. me. Breakfast Club. Hey, I was supposed hey, to get the hey, Breakfast Club hey. thing on the, on the shelf. Then number 37. Oh, can I throw this? Do I remember it? Uh, <laughs> have you tried joining Harry Krishna, Liam? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Almost famous? What's, no. no. What's the, fo- what's, what's the follow-up? Have you tried Harry Krishna? Is that no, the punchline? but I've... I can't remember. Yeah. It. I'm going to Google it. Like, it. It's oh. it's from the Muppet movie. It's Dom DeLuise. It's ah. the recurring joke that happens in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've lost my way. Have you yeah, thought? Yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. Have, you, have you thought of Harry Krishna or something like that? Yeah, I think it is. Luck. I'll set that. You look it up. Number thirty-six. Still water runs deep. Hey, almost famous. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Number thirty-five. I think Ellie's is one of Ellie's many tens that she gave out. Uh, two Canadian stars in the lead roles. Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Notebook. Um, notebook, yeah. notebook. Number 34 was Citizen Kane's sort of 2.0. Oh, Mank. Mank. Mank, yeah. Really like Mank. 
Yeah, and I we did. got to meet Sean Passard. And we yeah. meet Sean Passard. That was great. I it love was. Sean Passard. Uh, number 33 on our list currently is Inconceivable. Ooh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I think if oh, Ellie yeah. doesn't vote low, Princess Bride's it's like a top higher. five film yeah. for us. Oh, okay. Number 32, I'm really surprised it's this high. Iron Man. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I do like Iron Man. I do. Good film. I'm not sure I'm putting it ahead of a lot of the films we put here, actually. If I were to yeah. do if I were to do one versus one and say, is it better than this? I'd go, nope, nope, nope. Maybe that's what but collectively, need. no one had it low. Yeah. That's the thing. If you can get through where everyone's giving it like an eight, yeah. it's going to score really highly because almost all of our films is someone who's gone, don't like that. Yeah. I think it's that, yeah, mu- yeah, yeah. Like, that mutual likeability. Call me crazy. I think today there might be someone who might <laughs> crap all over it. It deserves crying. <laughs> oh, no. And then number 31... Oh, tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. I watched that last Jesus night. For us, mm-hmm. You hear that, Reverend Bruce? 31, Muppet Christmas me, Carol. Me, me. Have you tried Harry Krishna is is the is the punchline. Is the punchline? Anytime anyone mentions being lost throughout the I, entire film. I think I'm lost. Have you tried Harry Krishna? Yeah. 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 Um, so there we go. Uh, if we take back here, then we see that... Uh, um, Oh, so Deja Vu's a glitch in the Matrix. Uh, Mouse is dead because the window is now has a wall behind it, a brick wall. Give him his due, though. He got in style. Oh, man, he gets shot. He yeah, did, didn't he? Uh, and then Morpheus says to Cypher, give me your phone, and he's lucky because he goes to the whole, like, oh, I don't have my... Uh, and Trinity's like, here's mine. Yeah. Um, and then that goes... Uh, they go into the walls, and then Cypher sneezes repeatedly to like, mm. out themselves. Oh, I didn't even realize that was Cypher. Yeah. I don't think he does it on purpose, though, does he? Oh, I think he absolutely does it on purpose. Because someone coughs as well. This is the, that's what has to happen. Morpheus has yeah, to be I, caught. I think I think he knocks the like rubble on purpose, but I, don't, I think the sneezes... Okay, I, I interpret it as that. You, to be fair, totally fine. I, either way, it makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I'm with Georgia. I don't think he did it on purpose. Only because... It's fine. If that's shooting at the walls, how do you yeah. know they're not going to shoot you? Trust. Uh, yeah, would you it's because the people the only get shot in the Matrix when they need to be shot yes. in the Matrix. <laughs> uh, he then, uh, Cypher then, uh, oh, I'm in the wrong spot here. Oh, sense. sorry, they go under the walls, and Cypher sneezes. Agent Smith grabs Neo through the wall, but Morpheus sacrifices himself to save Neo. Morpheus and, and uh, Agent Smith spar briefly, and he's so quickly overmatched that we go... Oh, Neo barely was going toe to toe. Oh, that's not good. No, this guy's strong. He like he slams him into a yeah. toilet. Um, Cipher then gets back into the real world and turns and shoots Tank and then shoots Dozer. And then some weird sort of electric gun. Yeah, yeah. and then monologues to Trinity over like he's like talking to her on the phone, but yeah, like so loving up like her prone oh, body. God, so creepy. So I thought I was about to majorly turn on. The and phone. he's like, "I hate the ship. I hate the cold. I hate all this stuff." And she goes, "But we were free." And he says, "Free? You call this free? All I do is what he tells me to do." And again, I went, mm. "It's Look not that grass is always greener." He's got a point. What mm. is freedom? Freedom's great for Morpheus. You're in charge. Yeah. If you're Cypher, I don't want to be part of a revolution. No. You promised me you'd show me the new world. I didn't know that meant I was a lifetime sign-up to this. Viva la revolution. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. Um, and so he starts killing the others by unplugging them. And there's the that's one who cold. we didn't really get to know that well, and he pulls that guy's yeah, plug. That's pretty cool. And so he's like, if you have anything important to say to switch, do it now. And she's just going, not like this. Not like this, and oh, does like a really understated heart. death. She's like, ah! it was like just it just just collapses. Mm. Yeah, really good. See, I remember seeing this. 
like this specific scene because there was like a holiday collection the matrix mate exactly what? there was this holiday club that just kept referencing the matrix like in like 2005 and it's specifically this scene and neo being like Ooh, bullet time so he says if morpheus was the one there'd have to be some sort of miracle to stop me from killing him which is true yeah and- it's 100 percent legit yeah. and then this kind of like judas in like the biblical sort of yeah, stories, like Judas. you know, like if if he's really the Christ, then I'll pr- I'll make him prove he's the Christ. Yeah. Because Neo's Jesus. Like, make no mistake, this is yeah. full of religion. This, this is a Jesus oh, story. Yeah. Uh, and then, sure enough, um, the miracle is, yeah, Tank's alive, and he shoots and kills Cipher, and Trinity and Neo are safe. Uh, we get Agent Smith monologuing about how the first Matrix was actually a perfect world, and humanity like turned on it and wouldn't believe it. And he says, you people only define yourself through misery and suffering. And they're almost, there's a little thing where they're going to pull the plug on Morpheus. But Neil's like, I can go in. And uh, then Trinity's like, well, then I'm going in too. And so we go back into the Matrix. And Agent Smith's calling humanity a virus, a disease, a cancer, a plague. Yeah, but when he they are the cure. it, you kind of see what he's Oh, he's, he's 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, actually, the way you describe that. Yeah. yeah, pretty accurate, yeah. yeah. I'd like to point out, and I'll keep it quick, but he feels very much different than the other agents in this. Oh, he's having, there's some sort of a crisis with Agent some Smith. Sort of a crisis, He's yeah. having his own existential Which crisis as well. Which that the AI is starting to become even more sentient than its own self. Yep. Well, isn't his whole thing, he wants to That's be free of... so much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the whole and thing... It does continue throughout the trilogy. The reason okay. he's rebelling and he wants to, he wants specifically wants to kill these people is because if they... He wants gone, but he's a yeah. program. Yeah, he wants to be physical... It's very but like ex machina. If you've ever seen that, no. But I, I get what you mean. Yeah, ex machina. No, the, the movie Ex Machina. Oh. Is, is sure it's I pronounced like that it's, way? I feel like ex machina. They, because if it's a Deus ex machina, oh, no, it's, it's spelt they, the same they way. They say specifically. It's oh, do they say? Yeah, because it's fine. nothing to do with a Deus ex machina. It's just a okay. robot wants to be a human. Um, and then we've got. He says, "I hate the odor of this world. I want to be free from the Matrix myself. Once Zion's destroyed, there's no need for me to be there. So I think he wants his own either." Either he wants freedom or he indi- wants his own I think he was, destruction. Uh, but they're not individualistic. They're all part of the AI, aren't you? they? Agent Smith, the program that is Agent Smith, is, begins kind of an arc for him. It's weird. I th- by yeah. the time, time we get to the end of it, which we're not going to do the whole trilogy because it sucks, yeah. uh, but by the time we get to the end of it, like, like the Matrix wants rid of Agent Smith and is willing to turn on. Basically, the, the other programs are willing to turn on Agent Smith because he actually ends up doing exactly what he accuses humanity of doing. He overtakes everything else in the Matrix. Mm. So there we go. Uh, in the lobby scene, and I love the lobby scene. I teach the lobby scene, so I teach students all about. You. Yeah, I teach students all about like cinematography, editing, soundtrack. And one of their assessments is, I play them this. They haven't seen it before. I play it. I give them the character names and say, "How has the director used um, all those elements to?" It's like really basic stuff. Like there's a low angle shot which shows Neil's powerful. There's diegetic sound when the bullets hit the floor. It makes it feel more realistic. Da 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 da. I had to do that for uni. Yeah. Oh. There you go. I quite like it when everything goes quiet and then the bit falls off. Yes. <laughs> so they walk in and we get the please remove any metallic objects or loose change. And he opens his coat and it's just guns everywhere. everywhere. And he goes, holy shit. <laughs> uh, best action sequence in the film for my money is this one. Oh, it's brilliant. It's yeah. my favorite. Oh, it's very good. But those led to us discussing, I was going, but they raised loads of bullets. She's like, the Matrix bullets aren't real. But then he drops the guns that are out of bullets and then we see them run out of bullets later on and i'm like so what is real winds me up man winds me up the, the podcast is real <laughs> the, the movie's got a movie i, I just my oh. brain is 
completely twisted right now. Um, we get um, at the end. It's, it's it's a great sequence. It ends with the big sort of you know slow motion rise up and kick in the head by Neo, Brilliant. and they go into the elevator. And if you look, it very there's a close up on the on the thing you push to go up, and it says do not use do lift. Not using yes. fire. Do not use lift if there is a fire, yeah. which is one of the few giveaways that this is not America. Because it wouldn't I say lift. Say, I didn't even clock it. Yes. Oh, it, it would say do not use elevator. Yes. yes. Yep. Uh, according to costume designer Kim Barrett, Trinity's costume was made with cheap PVC because of the much tighter budget. Similarly, Neil's coat tight. wasn't actually a very expensive fabric. It was a wool blend purchased for $3 a yard. Oh. As the after lobby shootout, the camera pans back, showing the aftermath of the gunfight. A moment passes, and a large chunk of one of the pillars falls off. This was not planned. I love that, <laughs> but left I in for effect. It. It's a great punchline because you kind of you kind of laugh at the end. So it goes quiet. And I, I, the thing that we show each other students is going, look at the destruction of the environment. Look, we get the start at the end. We get the end. We get one last establishing shot to go. Look how they've messed this place up. Yeah. Uh, the rescue. Um, so Neo's got Trinity, and they're on top of the elevator, and he goes, "There's no spoon." And then he shoots the elevator and he goes flying up and da 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 da. They go up to the uh, rooftop, but back down on the ground, there is a terrible CGI collision of the oh, elevator oh in the lobby. It's the worst looking it's sequence very in the film. PS2 the, fire, the fire is kind of okay. It's bad. But I thought the, the door. I thought the fire was like the most egregious part. I think they're both pretty uh, bad. Well, when you have the door involved, yeah. it's not that bad. Uh, Neo tries to shoot the agents uh, and the agent moves, but then Neo was able to do the cool you know fall back and avoid the the bullets which everybody knows yeah which everybody knows is it's 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 a very often used gif and then he goes up to to neo and he goes walks this is one of the b-level sort of agents and he goes you're only human and then we have a cut to behind him and there's trinity with her gun right up to his head dodge this and just pull there's like execution style shot it's great it's great it's sort of like a pov fish eye shot when you see her with the gun and and, and, and then they go to like a sideways profile shot of the execution it's so good which i never thought i would say but because you know that doesn't count and they're gonna read although there's a real human bot it's weird the rules of this but we go we're okay with it because he comes back to life in the next moment how long does it take them to respawn once they've been dead it seems the answer is almost instantly. Okay, because uh, so it seems as long as there's no other humans around, you're safe. But like, if you killed them like in a busy environment, they're just going to pop from person to person, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah. doesn't he die? If I mean, I thought the whole point was even Agent Smith. No, Agent Smith's back for the sequel. I mean, you might be right. Maybe it's the same rules as the humans have. Yeah, if you die in the Matrix, to, you die. You've, yeah, you've got to morph out. out before. But if the spoon isn't real, how can you possibly die in the Matrix? Because nothing is real. But not because your brain, your mind thinks so. The, the pro- surely the program knows it's not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, if, you're, you, if you're hardwired into something that's giving you like your nutrients, well, I'm ne- sure it'll be able to cut your life supply off as well. Neo's proven, actually, it doesn't matter if you die in the Matrix. Exactly. Yeah. So why does anyone die in the Matrix? Because they don't know. Jesus, he rose three minutes later. Why, why does it matter if they don't know? If it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. Because they don't know it's not the... So, your brain interprets it as be, uh, uh, that fall, that, that subway car, that whatever is being fatal. So it tells your body to shut down because it thinks it's real. But it wouldn't kill itself. It's the old adage, if you die in your dreams, do you die? No. But you kind of feel it. It's like when you when you start falling asleep and then you like feel as if you're falling and you wake yourself. Well, up. no, that's just a body twitch thing where you your body mm. loses track of the fact it's laying down for a split second. But it's, it's not brain, that you're in the matrix. But it's like your no. But, it, but it's your brain being <laughs> like something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a tweak. Yeah. yeah. What's all those people? I hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's the worst thing. I can't ever go back to sleep. I haven't had it happen for a while. It'll happen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we get to uh, oh, great. She goes. 
there's a helicopter on the roof and Neo goes to Trinity, can you fly that? She goes, not yet. And then 30 <laughs> seconds later, she's good. Because hard- I want that skill. I want to be able things to they, be they downloaded, downloaded into me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the filming of the helicopter scene nearly caused the film to be shut down because they flew the helicopter through restricted Sydney airspace. Oh my God. Wow. Laws in New South Wales, Australia had to change to allow filming to proceed. Uh, they shoot out the windows and the agents, um, the water. Oh, hang on, but the agents do die. I think it's it's not it's so they not shot there. some some program. Then, I think then they just body hop, don't they? Yes. The question is, I don't think the agents do die if they die in the Matrix. Yeah. No. no. Uh, <laughs> the water looks the great system. with the bullets firing. He breaks the handcuffs and leaps. This would be uh, Morpheus because he's been interrogated uh, mostly successfully to the chopper. Neo has to save him. Uh, he gets dropped on a roof, and then the chopper is shot down and drags Neo, who's tethered to the helicopter still, across the roof. Mm. Trinity shoots the tether in half, and then Neo holds her up while the chopper smashes into a building. And we get the best singular shot of the film when all the glass breaks in the it building kind of across from her. like water, doesn't it? Oh, that, that, that little bit of a thing, yeah. <coughs> Why does the serum start to work on Morpheus if he knows that anything, nothing in the Matrix is actually real? Because the movie told us it would. <laughs> See, this is my problem with this film. It's well, no, because, because Tank, Tank and Dozer so. and Neo had a conversation about how it'll happen. They'll break him down eventually. This is, what, this is my problem with it. It's all because, because the movie wants it to. There's yep. no other backup. Um, so then we get uh, Trinity. She says, um, oh, I think Morpheus like, do you believe it now, Trinity? And he's like, whoa, whoa, chill out, Morpheus. The Oracle told me it was only what you needed to hear. And, Pretty uh, shitty oracle, then. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a thing here. Oracles are supposed to tell the truth. <laughs> Let's tell the truth on what was in our list from number 30 to 21, shall we? Ooh. So 31, if you remember, was Bob a Christmas Carol. Number 30 was, I want to make sure I get this right, because you'll correct me, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. Number 29, another subtitle, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Correct. Feels high. It does yeah, for me too. I think it's just it's a fun film, isn't it? So no one particularly rated it negatively. Um, so I think that's probably why it's climbed quite so high. Number twenty eight. There's a bomb on the bus. Speed. Speed. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was an action movie. I, I think. Yeah. I think. I think most. I, I wasn't there. To I probably it went down. like eight and a half and went. It's a great. It's a fun action movie. Yeah. yeah. And it really is. Twenty seven. Man, this is our like. This is this is our action movie sequence. <laughs> 27. Thanks, Zeus. Uh, thanks, Jesus. Hey, Zeus, do I let Puerto Rican do you? Uh, Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Vengeance, that's right. We're getting hot film summer sort of vibes right now. Tell you what, number 26, it was a hot day, but it wasn't hot film summer. Um, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Oh, Romeo and nice. Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. And then another love story at 25. Liam gave it a 10, I think. One night hanging out in Europe. Oh, oh, before sun, after oh, sunrise, before sunrise. Before sunrise. Oh, I love that film. Number 24, a very early one for us, probably in the top dozen episodes. It was a best actor winner was the justification for this. It was a love story. You, you, you had an emotional response to it. Mm. True story. There was a sign for Ely, I think, in one of the shots. Just keep spinning. Just keep spinning. Oh, wait. Finding a demo? No. no let's just, that's keep that's just keep swimming. Yeah, I realized, but wind the clock back. Wind the clock back. It's the theory of everything. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm yeah, an yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen yeah it I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> <laughs> when you've seen a film only once, yep. 
quoting things doesn't really kind of... It's easy for me because I got got in front of it, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like the iconic lines of iconic films. Number 23, it was our third ever episode. Dark Knight. After Amelie. No, our Dark Knight was four. Um, Colin Farrell. Oh, in Bruges. Yeah, the one guy who wasn't in it. Thank you, Ethan. (laughs) In Bruges. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened Uh, to Number 22, very much too high. Go on. Somebody once Shrek. told no. me. <laughs> oh my god! That was in the right place. No, it's not. Silence of the Lambs at four. Oh, oh Goodfellas at forty-six. Shrek Pretty at twenty-two. Woman? In the right place. <clears throat> Number twenty-one. We are the something of the All-American League. We come from cities near and far. We got Canadians that are not American. We call it our best sports film of all time. Number 21 is a league of their own. uh, That is a place just about right. Ah, 21 there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all right with that. So let's hop back. Let's see if we can finish off the Matrix here, shall we? I'm glad it's above Shrek. So um, there's an escape. Morpheus gets through the phone line first, and this homeless guy, and they freak out. And this is where Georgia also freaks out, because she's going, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. And she's like, Neo. Yeah, yes, Trinity. The There's something I want to tell phone. you. Have this What's conversation that? on the ship. That's safe. Before, oh. before, we, before we get back, I just wanted to say that I, I kind of like you. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, she kind of starts before yeah, she can she say does, that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Agent Smith shoots out the receiver just as Trinity is done using it. So it's broken. Stupid, but so cool. And we get to what's happening. And Morpheus goes, he's starting to believe. And it's like, easy for you to say, you're safe. Can there's I a, even see that? There's a Pepsi machine just hanging out. Yeah. Yep. And they fight, and Neo spits some blood. But he's holding his own for a little bit here. Like, he's he's not winning, but he's doing okay. He's and doing he, better than Morpheus. And then he gets held down by a train. And he's like, you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That's the sound of the, I don't know, 1130 train. <laughs> right on time. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. It's the sound of the inevitable. Of the inevitable? Which is a much better line than yeah. the sound of the inevitable. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Uh, Imagine being like, I'm going to kill someone who's going to destroy me. It's the 1130 train. And he goes, my name is Neo, and does a backflip and kills the agent for about five seconds. Meanwhile, there's a proximity warning. The Sentinels are headed towards the Nebuchadnezzar. Neil's on the run, and he's going to like a he's like a market. And so, like every human's getting morphed into by the agents. And I'm going, why doesn't the agent just morph into someone who's in front of him? They Question. eventually will get that. So the people they get morphed into, do they die or do they just go? Yes, back? yeah, they do. Yes, yeah. they die if, if they die as if, him. If the, no, but if someone morphs in, if an agent morphs we didn't, into, we didn't them, say. Do they? Oh, every person we see them morph into, we don't see if they die or not. That's. Bad. Yeah. And then the hobo guy has obviously been hit by the train. He's been hit by the train. Yeah. People would go, oh, he's hit by the train. Um, the ship's been attacked by the Sentinels. Uh, Neo wrote, runs to room 303, and Smith is waiting there for him with a gun and shoots him. How? And then we shoots him. Again. No, because he's, he knows where he's going. I'm okay with this. This is yeah. great. Because it's held on the phone. Yeah. And so, and he, he, he's being tapped. I know it's tapped, but I have to tell you this, right? How did he get there first? Don't worry. He morphs into someone who already lives in that room. He can sense who... Oh, can they morph, like, over a long distance? Yeah. Sure they can. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, They're yeah, a computer yeah. program. Well, he morphed into the homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know where he was previously. It's before like he that, senses yeah. where he, Neo is. So, um, and then he shoots him. And then he, you can see he's got emotions because he shoots him, like, 20 more times. Mm. Like, he needs to make sure he's dead. And they confirm he's dead, and Neo's dead, as we're told, and Trinity's crestfallen, and Morpheus is like he just told him Santa Claus ain't real. 
And uh, Trinity says Wait, she's what? not scared because she was destined to fall in love with the one. And that means Neo can't be dead. And this is where she loses all of her cool girl chic. I'm I guessing. hated this. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. I like it. I like it. And my whole thing is, what if the Oracle's wrong? Y'all are so convinced the Oracle could have possibly be wrong. She's just telling yeah. a corp she loves him now. She's got like this little like flow chart in her like, well, here are the lies I've told. How can I sync At this up? At the end up? of the day, right? Why can't people have different emotions? Why can't Trinity be the, also, the badass person, but also have feelings and thoughts I, as well? I don't, I don't think we're saying she, she can't. No, no but, she can. The, prob- the, the, the problem is that in a lot of media, badass girls always get turned into but I love him, so I'll stop doing what I'm doing, or but I'll love him. She doesn't him. stop what she's doing. In this no, movie, she does. No, she this, this, yeah. this is the last thing we see her. No, from this point on, she's just Neil's girlfriend. Yeah. That's the frustration. In this movie, that's it. Now, the rest of a series, different question, but this movie, she does nothing else. She oh, begins okay. so it's cool. All, it's all neat. The she, she's, the, she's the girl on the sidelines cheering him on for the rest of this film. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying, but I, I totally understand that reading of it. Um, we get uh, the second wave. Neo stops all the bullets because he comes back to life and he can now see in code and fights at 500% and even does it like one-handed like he's bored. Funny. Uh, the EMP, uh, so, um, and Agent Smith is scared um, and he finally gets up and he goes like inside. And meanwhile, the Sentinels are destroying the ship. Like, it's like hmm. The There's hull's no been you're breached. Make that, make that any good anymore, are you? Because I've obviously teared the ship open. Yeah, so I'm like... They're making all sorts of problems. Uh, Neo destroys Agent Smith by going inside, and it flashes white. The other agents run away. Um, the EMP he morphs back or gets back into the real world. The EMP is fired, uh, and everything dies. But the ship should be destroyed, should like be, yeah, unflyable. Yep. Neo and Trinity kiss. If you care about that kind of thing, no. I don't know where I was on this. I was ambivalent. You were obviously big on it. Uh, well, I'm not big, but I, I think that's what I was leading you to want to. If they didn't, I'd be more annoyed. It's okay. not set up. It literally just happens, and that's bother- well, the no, bothering thing it, for me. It's kind of set up all the way through. You know, so if I hadn't followed through with that, the reason she's doing what she's doing... It didn't turn on a dime, so I'm not sallying and, no. and, and Jack Skeleton from Nightmare Before Christmas on this. It exactly. wasn't like all of a sudden, like, I love you, I love you too, we should kiss. Although we There's do get the underlying and simmering. And he's sort of into her the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go back to the start and then Neil states his mission statement and comes on out to rage against the machines. Wake up. And this is the first time that Keanu Reeves speaks more than five sentences in a row in the whole movie. <laughs> is it actually? Because everything he did was just like, what's Whoa. the Matrix? What's Zion? I know Kung Fu. <laughs> uh, Liam, it's that time. Let's hit. Oh, I make sure I hit the appropriate button at this time. That's for because we have crossed this here, so let's do this. We're in the end game now. And that would sound was a scorching in the sky. We are in the end game now. We are indeed. What do we got for a random word? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Ooh, oh, All right, Nebuchadnezzar. Wait, wow. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar it is, folks. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Nebuchadnezzar. What is the timeline of the film? Uh, at the opening sequence, it reads February 19th, 1998. At the end, it reads September 18th, 1999. So it means 19 months took place between the first scene and the final scene of the movie. Okay. Oh. Which answers it's not always 1999 because it was 1998 at the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. At least as far as their, yeah, as far as what's in the Matrix, yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about the money, money, money. Uh, We heard earlier it was a $60 million budget. Mm -hmm. What does it make? Let's start with Georgia. 340. 340? Liam? I think you're low. 620. Wow, okay. And Ethan? 390. 
Uh, what did you say? 360? 340. 340. Ethan is the closest. 460. Oh. Whoa. 460. Yeah, so you're right that it was low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going a little bit too high. Nominated for four Oscars, wins all four. They're all for special effects. Special yeah, effects. So, yeah, yeah. Film editing, sound yeah. effects editing, sound and visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose story is it? Well, it's Neo's, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, what is the story here? Jesus. It's it's very much a religious sort of yeah. thing, yeah. And we can talk about you the, can modernize it now to be sort of the Wachowski's trans allegory as well. Yeah, there is yeah. that as well. Yeah, but it's a lot of biblical imagery. A yeah. lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of why was it. Switch white? Why was Switch all, all dressed in white? <laughs> oh, okay. I, that. I thought you meant the actress. So no. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, Switch was all in white. Black. I think there was going to be something to be done about the fact that Switch is unique. There's something different. I think something got, I think the studio overruled and something changed. Yeah. Because I felt through this movie, and I always have done since I've watched it. I've watched it a few times. Something was supposed to happen. I've never remembered Switch. It's well, weird. I, I remember it's weird. I remember Switch at all. She was always in white. Yeah. I was like, is there a reason? Is she critical to this? Or don't know. I don't know. Apparently, well, apparently not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Roll of Women, Georgia. It's not bad. It's not bad. For a film that is all very guns and fighty, it's better than a lot are. Um, because one of your main players in it is Trinity. Yeah. She is very, very, very good at what she does, both in like the hacking world yeah. and in the matrixy fighty world so yeah i'm not mad at it yep. i'm mad at the fact that it takes the stereotypical train right at the end okay but other than that it's yeah it's good um i for what it's worth i really like trinity in this uh i think she's really good uh, i think this film fails the bechdel test but whoever we were talking to about the bechdel test yeah uh a while ago this film fails the bechdel test but it's still a really good representation of women you don't yeah. the bechdel test is not the only test of if if if, if a film is good for women or not well, think no. about the, oracle it. the as well. first the first fight scene is her fight scene yeah that's what you're you're set up with her yeah Ethan, the whole idea about the Bechdel test is two women have to talk to each other. Not yeah, that there's no, more than no, one no, woman I'm in it. No, I'm just saying oh, that okay. the, the, the Oracle as well is like... She's great. ...a, a powerful uh, woman of color she's got well. typical. Yeah. She's got typical maternal sort of characteristics. Mm. She bakes. She's like, you know, taking care of children. But also she knows everything. She knows everything. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's smart. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. Trinity's... Yeah, it's a first fight is her fight. Uh, she's always seen as being a little bit more skillful. Uh, she's not... Uh, she seems to be like second to Morpheus. She's second ship. to Morpheus, yeah. yeah. Well, they say that she takes over when Morpheus isn't she's, isn't there. Oh, she's, she, she's when she relaxed. stands up and tells... Is it Cypher? But she's the... She's the <laughs> no, it's Neo. Is it Neo? She says, Neo. I am she the, says, I'm, ca- yeah, I'm the acting yeah. officer of the ship. Because it's when they're going to save Morpheus. Oh, yeah, yeah. and she, she like shouts him back. Yeah, and that's cool. Granted, granted he yeah, ignores her. Could... But, but then she says, I'm coming, and she, he can't hold her back. And no. the fact that you have that fight scene at the end, it, it's, it's the two with him and she saves him mm. yeah. yeah she saves him Several with that dodge in that, this in that but in that yeah. sequence as well that you like with in the yep. Well, it was like a bank or whatever it looks like. Yeah, have a like, lobby scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There mm. several times she's Yeah, I got no issue with with the you way can, that the women represented in this film full stop. You can no. easily describe this as like the role of women in this is like a gymnastics person who does amazingly and then just like has a little stumble when they come off the map and that's like just the, the romance bit at the end. Okay. I'm okay with people who are who are tough people. It's got to go against George's point a little bit. I got no problem with people who are tough people falling in love. Oh, that's not my having issue. a three dimensional character. Mine was more that it's just like it's not really present until she's like, oh, by the way, Neo. Before we go on the phone, I, I kind of like you. Oopsie. So if then- you look at this in a vacuum, yeah, I think I totally get where. 
where Liam's reading of it is, which is, no, no, I want this to sort of happen. Da, 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 da. If I look at it outside of it, look at the trends that sometimes happen in movies as a whole, yeah, yeah. I get where George is yeah. coming from. Where I'm like, it does feel like this always happens. And then it's, you go finish them off, slugger, yeah. and I'll be here for you. But if she hadn't, you'd be sitting here now going, because well, it's a vacuum. Because we're talking about, a, he's saying, if it's by itself, yeah, this individual yeah. story, absolutely. But then if you were exposed to it over and over and over and over again, the message that can or can't send, and no one's degrading the part or the, or the movie, I mean, you're getting the movie for other reasons, but <laughs> I don't think it's this. It just feels, it's funny, it just feels like rushed. I think there's an argument you can give it. Just very sudden. Mm. Tell you what, it's a long movie. I wouldn't want anything more on that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about favorite character. Trinity. Trinity? Yeah, okay. yeah. Trinity, all the way. Love that woman. Love her outfit. Love the way she is. Love her temperament. Brilliant. <laughs> Love her. Carrie Ann Moss. Love you. I'm going to go Morpheus. I really like Morpheus. <clears throat> Especially like, he just, he, the self-assuredness of someone who's trying to lead a, a revolution and not really letting it fade. knowing that you're not the one that's going to yeah, yeah. fix everything. Oh, I, yeah. love, I love that so much. Like, you're only here until uh, so, someone else does the rest of the credit. Love that. Selfless. Uh, honorable mention to Cypher. Oh, yeah. Who's great. And also Hugo Weaving, who's great. I was thinking him, especially uh, like how monotone. I'll go carry on Moss. I think she's great in this. She's great. Yeah. I think she's great. I think Neo gets, I mean, Keanu Reeves is the right face for this movie. He but looks he right. act for Toffee, he, bless his heart. This movie's not asking him to do much no. of it, but yeah. <laughs> no, but as far as like what that is, he was the face of, of a totally new movement in film in many ways. Yeah, yeah. Bringing kung fu movies to a mainstream audience. With, Especially with the way it's filmed. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but no, Carrie Ann Moss, I think, carries the acting weight of yeah, this film. Does. Oh, absolutely. Uh, woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting to hear Will Smith say he thinks he would have screwed it up. I'm like, uh, it probably would have turned into, I need to have my song rapping over the end credits and all that stuff. Or something. He yeah. saves the day with a rap. Best moment or element in this film? I mean, uh, go ahead. It's got to be the the cinematography and the the advancements in everything that it that it brought that is the best yeah. thing about this film Lip. uh yeah um georgia hit it on the now really but um honorable mention for when trinity walks out in slow-mo it was a great moment for me when she walks out <laughs> out of the building when they come down and they got the guys on the door and they go and when they're about to go into the matrix and he see the oracle all the, the slow mo group yeah, walk, yeah. yeah. Well, you can't be a slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I love, love, love the fight scenes in this. It is so good, and especially her opening one, because that sets you up for the rest of the movie. Because mm-hmm. you know what you, you know what you're going to expect, and there's more to come. Cool, Ethan. Uh, I'm going to go like just the themes and the elements, the philosophy of this. I, I absolutely adore. And as we talk, I just keep thinking about it more and more and more. And like, especially the added on uh, new stuff of like it being a trans allegory or always being a, a subconscious trans. I, I love dissecting that. I think it's absolutely incredibly well done. Okay. Uh, for me, it's going to be special effects. I mean, this is what it is. I mean, it was, it was revolutionary. Huh? It won Oscars. It was revolutionary oh, for yeah, a reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even more than winning an Oscar, maybe. other films copied it and still do mm. for like a decade and a half, at least. I think we're finally getting over some of that stuff. Incredible. Man. Yeah. Uh, before we hop onto our grumbles, let you think about that for a minute. I'm going to do 20 to 11 things. We didn't have any grumbles about or very Ooh. few. Number 20, Bridget Jones's diary. Good film. Really? Yeah. It's that high. Well, Ellie did give it a 10. Oh, I like it. I like it. No, I would give it. I gave it an eight plus. Problem. I'm the only one that doesn't like it. Yeah, that's the thing. Number nineteen. Do you want to hear a joke? (laughs) Knock knock. 
He's there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, released on Christmas Day. Catch oh, me if you can. Yeah. Carl Hanratty. Uh, number 18. Um, must go faster. Must go faster. Ooh. It's the 90s. Yeah. Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Park. Uh, big shout out, even though he wasn't with us, to um, Jay Salahi, Jay director Salahi. of Northwood yes. Pie. Yes, who's a, who's a big Jurassic Park fan. Um, number 17. Oh, Sally Field just owns all the acting in this. Oh, um, oh Forrest Gump? Yeah. No, not Forrest Gump. The other one. Oh. Um, the one about Shelby and... Uh, oh, yeah, Steel Magnolia. Steel Magnolia. 17. My sister was honest with that. That was a good one. Yeah, that's good. Number 16, our first ever episode, Liam. Back to the future. Back to the future. That was just me and you, that. Yeah. Number 15. Me shouting from over there. You shouting from over there, doing fact check corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number 15, our most recent episode. Oh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Nice. Yep. Number 14, you may take our lives, you may never take our freedom. Braveheart. Braveheart. Number 13, hey, if you've been listening this long, we're glad that you've been our guest. Yeah, guest. Hey. Oh, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anybody out there before they message in. It's not Aladdin. It's not right? Aladdin. We know it. <laughs> Beauty of the Beast. Beast. Uh, which the title song is called Beauty of the Beast. Yeah. Uh, number 12. <laughs> number 12. You guys are absolute suckers. Number 12. Oh, no. Is Paddington. <laughs> yeah, okay you can't blame me for this one. No, I can't. I wasn't for that. I would, that's where the voice of reason thing came into play. <laughs> People were going, I stand with Ian. Paddington 2. I like Paddington. would understand no, being 12. Okay, I like Paddington. Yeah, I know, I know. Better than... Yeah, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. I prefer Goodfellas over Paddington. Number 11. Um, you didn't like this one that much. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, of, of a key line from this. But uh, can you introduce me as Joker? Oh, Joker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fittingly enough, number 10. Let's put a smile on that face. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. They're right yeah. up against each other, those two. Number nine. Oh, well, hang through, on. Yeah, let's go yeah, all the way yeah. through. Let's do it now. <laughs> number nine. Never let go, Rose. Is that oh, high? Titanic. Oh, my Titanic 9. Titanic's a great movie. It is a good it's movie. long. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. Number eight. Uh... <laughs> That deserves to be. Wow. Yeah, I love pirates. I'm okay with that. Number seven. I first, I'm always surprised, and I think about it. And I go, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I say, I say, I say, boy, we've had ourselves a murder here of Knives a donut out. hole inside of another donut hole. Uh, Knives oh, out. Knives right. out. It's a very good film. It's a good movie. Seven. Yeah, I'm looking mm. forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Batista's number six. Oh, you don't say, eh? Minnesota nice and cars and wood chippers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Fargo. Fargo. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Fargo's great. It's a good yeah. movie. It's just that chip a bit. Yeah. That's oh, <laughs> the best part. Feeling chipper. Number five, Jay Salah, he did join us for this one. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. He did. He yeah. did. I'll give it a 10. Forrest Gump. Probably helps if it's rating, but you no, know, Forrest right. Gump's a great film. You were the lowest on. George is just kind of going, I'm going to be respectful and not say anything here. Mm-hmm. Number four, who is Kaiser Soze? Oh, the Usual oh. Suspects. Usual Suspects. That's a great movie. It is a great movie. Number three, Diamonds are a girl's best, best friend. friend. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I love Moulin Rouge. Number two, Salafane. Chicago. Mr. <laughs> Salafane. And That's then number high. one, Grandpa, am I pretty? Ooh, ooh, Miss Little Miss Sunshine, Little Deserves Miss Sunshine, yeah, wow. and it's not even mm. close, really. Oh yeah, but here's there's, your number one, number two is pretty big. 
Yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones where I'd never seen Little Miss. You've never seen it before, yeah? Never Ethan. It stuck with me for a long, like after we did it. That was my favorite. Was Ethan one? It's a perfect film. Nine and a half. (laughs) 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 So there you go, folks. That's a hundred all the way to one. We'll see where we put ours in the rankings. Where we put this one now, very shortly. Yeah. Uh, As we continue on, he said, "There we are." Um, Try to rapid fire some of these, maybe grumbles. George, I think I can guess what yours is going to be. The, yeah, the internal logic of the whole thing. I'm like, I understand. I like the concept. I like the the cinematography and all of the artwork and all of that. And even like the performance of the people. It's just that there are so many holes in it that if you think even slightly more than surface level, it starts to unravel. And that just really frustrates me. Okay. I'm the same with Georgia. I, I, and how many times I watch this film, I'm still going to myself, but that, could that happen? But why is that happening? Is that happening? But what's, is that real? Is that not real? What's, what's going on? Yep. It really twists my melon. It really sort of, and I'm not feeling too peaky today after having my booster yesterday. And uh, so thinking too hard is not the right thing for me right now. <laughs> uh, it goes on a bit too long. I think the additional stuff in the train station and the, we're going to shoot Neo stuff, it just, it, it goes on from, it outstays its welcome just a little bit too much for me. It makes sense for the story, but it just it feels like it didn't need to last that long. Uh, I think it's a film with some great individual moments, but it also gets bogged down by its own theology, so to speak. And cleverness you know? of it. Uh, I don't want a clever movie, but I think they ask you to take on so much information. Yeah. This is what Zion is. This is the Matrix. This is this. This is this. I know you're world building. You're asking a lot of your audience. I don't mind clever because when you watch like Memento, for instance, mm-hmm. and you get to the end of that movie, you go, oh, mm-hmm. oh, yep. with this, you're still asking questions. I love a film that makes me think after, but sometimes you, with this, you might be thinking for the wrong reasons about stuff that will just take you down a rabbit hole of stuff that isn't actually important. All right. Uh, is this anybody's best role ever? Uh, Carrie Ann? <laughs> I haven't seen her or anything else. I've seen her in Memento. She's much better in this, yeah. yeah, Or at least more memorable in this. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe Lawrence Fishburne? Mm. I'm trying to think what else I've seen. I prefer Keanu Reeves in Speed and in Point Break. Yeah, so me, I, me John, too. John Wick as well. Like, I haven't seen John Wick, but yeah. Oh, he, oh, great. He's great in that. Hugo Weaving, he's great in this. He's, Although his character design is supposed to be relatively neutral. Yeah, he does, yeah. He does it really well. So, yeah. I mean, he's memorable in this. He is. He's one of them questions that if you got in a movie quiz, what is his name? <laughs> in your head, you go, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, you probably said yeah. Mr. Anderson by mistake. You yeah, wouldn't you? Well, it's Agent Smith. Um, about it, George, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts. No? I haven't really seen anyone in anything else. Oh, yeah. Mouse, best one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Why buy some death sticks is pretty good. <laughs> Here we go, Ethan. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Yeah, thank you to Moonlight Social. I don't know how many of the episodes we've had you on for, <laughs> but it's great that we've got our age game, Diddy. Yeah, Ethan, right. quickly, because we are losing daylight here. Quickly, we've got Keanu Reeves, Neo. Oh. 27. Mm. 31. I'm going to go 29. I'll split the difference. 34. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He looks good for his age. He does look good for that, yeah. Uh, next, we've got Hugo Weaving, Agent Smith. Hmm. 37. Oh, I was going to say 37. I'll go 36. I'll go 38 then. Liam's straight on it. 38. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not really fair to you. You're like sandwiched in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Fishburne himself, Morpheus. Ooh, 45. 51. 48. 37. Wow. wow. 
Wow. He's got he's got an authority to him, doesn't he? That makes you think he's older. Yeah. Okay. I will go. I did also get Sam Jackson because we had that conversation about how old he would have been. How old was Fishburne again? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay. Samuel L. was younger, thirty four. I'm gonna put him at forty. Forty two, I don't know. You're all like fifty. Wow! We, I yeah. think we forget how old he is he's now. He's like 79 now. Yeah, he's an old so man. Old. Holy crap. Anybody else? Uh, we've got Trinity Carrie-Anne Moss. 28. 32. 20, 26. 31. Oh. Took the one thing I've gotten today. <laughs> and then uh, Joe Pontanolia, Cypher. Oh, Cypher, okay. Yeah. Okay, hang on, because we said Keanu Reeves was 34. Yeah. Let's remember that. This is why I added this. I'm going to go 36. 37. That Tash man, it ages a man, uh, 40. You're also 47 years old. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Wait, so if he's at nine years, he's 38 when he got out of the... Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know. It's great. <laughs> Gee, George, is that continuity here? <laughs> <laughs> Internal logic so. falling on itself? Don't even. Yeah. I had to do it with his birthday. It was like 50, 1951. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe that's why they have the rules. You know, by the number of guys like Cypher, who's yeah. like, I missed the Matrix too much. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Um, what do we have for our critics, Georgia? Our critics is this thing is super high on IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's high, but I have managed to find some that I think kind of cover the entire spectrum of around the table. Okay. Uh, so we've got Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader. Uh, he said, there's not much humor to keep it all life size. And by the final stretch, it's all become bloated, mechanical and tiresome. He didn't like it much. Okay. Um, then we've got uh, Kenneth Turin from the Los Angeles Times uh, a wildly cinematic futuristic thriller that is determined to overpower the imagination The Matrix combines traditional science fiction premises with spanking new visual technology in a way that almost defies description he liked it a lot okay. and then we get our good friend uh, Roger Ebert Ebs. Uh, who says The Matrix is visually dazzling uh, is a visually dazzling cyber adventure full of kinetic excitement but it retreats to a formula just when it's getting interesting it's a kind of a letdown when a movie begins by redefining the nature of reality and ends with a shootout we want the leap of imagination not one of those obligatory climaxes with automatic weapons fire the matrix did not bore me it interested me so much indeed that i wanted to be challenged even more i wanted it to follow its material to audacious conclusions to arrive not simply at victory but at revelation i wanted an ending that was transformational like dark cities and not one that simply knows a sensational action sequence in i wanted in short a third act mm. I'm that that was Ebes, was it? That was Ebes. I'm, I'm with Ebes on this one. He makes some points. No, he's, he's, he might not be wrong. His movie might end in the middle of the second act. Yeah. Because then you just kind of rush to, no, we got, we got to rescue. Yeah, yeah it does rescue. Know. Yeah. I hear you on that. Uh, here, Ebes. There we go. Yes. Good old Ebes. Best there ever was. Um, let's take a look at some of our critics, shall we? Our critics. I put up the fleece as per usual. 70.3% called this a great film. Wow. Might be the highest we've had as on it. Yeah. 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 And 16.2% called it good after that. So, you know, it's very highly regarded. Uh, friend of the podcast and poet laureate, we've got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who we have to hear more from later on. Yeah. Is, uh, says, I instantly realized this was a landmark film. It was ahead of its time. Time. The concept and the feel of it were something different. The effects and cinematography are astounding. Perfectly cast. No one else could play Neo or Smith. I watched it constantly when it came out on DVD. Dwayne's not going to like me. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> uh, resident postie, Russell Osborne. Hey, 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 hey Mr. Mr. Postman. A thoroughly enjoyable, groundbreaking blend of sci-fi and action. Brilliant soundtrack, too. It was one of the first ones I ever bought. I haven't seen the sequels, but it doesn't sound like I'm missing much. You're not. Nope. 
Um, in fact, I've never seen third. I've seen second. A friend of the podcast, Hermes, says what bad criticism looks like as it approaches the movie and it's Neo stopping all the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris P says, a brilliant film. All the cast are excellent at their roles. Outstanding performance from Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. Breakthrough special effects and brilliant action sequences with a great soundtrack. It was the first DVD I ever bought and still own it to this very day. Survivor UK Revived. I can get on board with that. I was say, wow. can, I, can I apply now? <laughs> Says, a truly revolutionary film, one of my all-time favorites. The Matrix opened the door for new ideas in cinematography and transcended far beyond the limits of most movies before and after its release. Forgetting the following movies had a killer soundtrack, dozens of graphic novels. Sorry, forgetting the following movies. The Matrix also had a killer soundtrack, dozens of graphic novels online and console games. Could be seen in goth punk clothing, widely referenced in many other media, gained a huge cult following alongside being an inspiration for a few actual cults slash self-help manuals i myself have even followed the white rabbit many a time and it never fails to impress me after all this time all the thought that went into the details this rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than one would instantly realize or initially realize uh, I've, I've i've taught kids who have names after this movie really? really i have taught neos i have taught trinities yeah oh wow uh, Corey says I'm watching right now actually I remember trying to watch it when I was in high school and couldn't get into it so I bought him again last year on 4k to retry and I'm bored out of my mind uh, I, and I'm only on the first one looks like they just ain't for me you can stop Corey trust me if you don't like the first yeah, one yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go any further uh, we mentioned him a few times today Jay Salahi friend of the podcast says hey, hey, all timer as in I think one of the greats of all time yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Jesse B, uh, I think it's from the Recasted Podcast, says, he does, thank you, says, the ideas, concepts, and art we got with the introduction of the Matrix franchise was so fun to experience as a young adult. Some really great performances, and honestly, Neo wasn't one of them in the first film. He legit responds to dialogue with questions 80% of the film. Yeah, we noticed that as well, yeah. 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 Uh, Griff from the Paul and Griff Show says, one of the greatest cinematic experiences. Filming technology was way ahead of its time. Great soundtrack and solid plot. Very quotable even today. Mm. If you asked me a year ago, Shame they made sequels, but holding hope for the new one. I'm uh, looking forward to the new one. To which point, Chase Wid- uh, Chance Widmore, friend of the bot, said, tremendous answer. I agree. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, we've got Casting Views, who says, will always be a great film for me. I remember seeing it at cinema and was literally blown away by it. And final word on this one, well, the penultimate word will be by Carlo uh, oh, how is Carlo? Carlo, 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 Carlo. I almost gave him Julie. So like, Carlo, 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 Carlo. Carlo. <laughs> Says, sigh. I know I'm in the minority, but I'm not a fan. Granted, I haven't seen it in a long time, but a lot of the logistics, like how the Matrix works, doesn't make sense. <laughs> the dialogue is cringy. And as much as I like Keanu, the performance is weak. That said, Hugo Weaving is great, and so are the action sequences. There, I said it. Crucify me. No one's crucifying you here, buddy. No, no, George, no, no, George is probably like with you up yeah, there. Absolutely. There we go. You and Georgia are like Neo and Trinity walking into the. Everyone shooting at you are like all the lovers of the Matrix, and you're like, no, I'm going to take you out. And then one more because I have it on a sheet in front of me. It is from. Take your confessions, get them ready. It's from Reverend Bruce. Who says, I enjoyed my rewatch of The Matrix. Not a favorite, but forgot how good it was. I mostly use the story on which it's based, through a looking glass, to describe what it's like to live in post-Trump America. I'd rather be forced to watch the horrific Matrix 2 and 3 than this. I'm assuming he means 
post-Trump America. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So now it's just time to find out what we thought about it. I think traditionally we would have done a Patreon promo. Let's leave that for next let's week. Yeah. And let's go ahead and give our ratings here. Our ratings here. So uh, why don't we start off with Liam as per usual. For the hundredth time, Liam, the what do you give time. this movie? Um, I, I've watched this movie a few times over the years. I haven't watched it for about probably eight, nine years. Um, I watched it with a very surface level before mm-hmm. and never really gone too deep into it and really enjoyed it. Watching it through this lens, you kind of go deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole and that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. George is right. It makes no sense. Um, but action-wise, brilliant. Carrie Ann Moss, oh, beautiful, lovely woman. Brilliant. Love it. Um, Hugo Weaving, brilliant. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven and a half... Uh, Carrie Ann Moss uh, sways with the leather coat slow-mos. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, really- you think he's making this up? He's got it written down in front of him. Like, even that delivery, it was great. <laughs> I need to come up with better ones. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Here's to the next hundred. Seven <laughs> <laughs> and a half blue pills. <laughs> there, there we go. Seven and a half blue pills. There we go. Stay in the Matrix. <laughs> there we go. Um, Georgia. Okay, so it's going to come as no surprise that my score isn't particularly high. Um, genuinely, the concept, I think, is is great. I think a lot of the like technology and all of the scenes, and actually visually, it's brilliant. But it, fail, it feels like two people sat down and wrote a script and no one else was able to understand it, but took that as meaning it was brilliant rather than it needing, needed revising. Lawrence Fishburne did. Um, he got it. He, yeah, he thought it was brilliant, but I think, I feel like, it, there, there needed to be someone on the outside that went mm-hmm. this isn't this makes no sense in these places because there are so many elements that i'm just going if you thought about it for a few seconds it, it, it doesn't make sense and it means that i'm oppositional to it um so i am going to give the film a uh, solid because i don't think liam said it a solid six and a half um wobbly spoons six and a half wobbly spoons <laughs> yeah. out of ten there, there there are no wobbly spoons that aren't real yeah <laughs> uh like even the bullets kill people <laughs> it's really weird because i'm seeing this totally through like a 2021 gen z lens of like the, the the new uh way of viewing this and that's fine but it's like a film by itself it's really impressive i really love the uh the themes of this i love the philosophy i love how it sort of goes into maybe sort of a hidden a hidden story within the directors themselves and i i really like that but it's like georgia said the the in world everything is a bit flawed and it, it like eve said it doesn't have a third act and it maybe runs too long despite not having a third act but i really like it and what it meant for film um so i'm going a good seven rage against the machine songs Okay, mm. seven Rage Against the Machine songs at a ten. I will say that I got Liam and Georgia bang on, and missed <laughs> Ethan by a solid point. Wow, <laughs> you think I was eight? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be completely the contrarian on this one. Um, it's weird. Uh, we talked earlier about can you if you've always had the internet, can you imagine a world where you didn't have the internet, mm. or if you didn't have dial, whatever those things are, those things that you've always had in your life. I forget what it was you were referring to earlier, but it was something that you'd always had in your life. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, I remember watching The Matrix for the first time and going, this is amazing. And living through 20 years of cultural impact that this has had and going, I don't know how to, maybe if I was watching it for the first time, I wouldn't see that. 
and maybe I'm hanging on to it for too long because I remember it and I've seen the legacy. Is that part of it? Probably not, but I don't know how to divorce it from it. I see this and I go, this is so groundbreaking in so many ways. Uh, the internal logic I will 100% give you. I, I can't figure you and I were two different opinions here because you were going I can't figure out the logic meant I kept going I was the one saying but it's for the movie it's just enjoy it it's just an experience and there is no cooler movie that was made in that stretch than (laughs) the matrix the aesthetic is something to the point where it's still relevant 20 years even with with and this was one of the worst final movies of a trilogy people still hang on to this and are excited so I am going to go with Nine, I don't care if it's lying to me. I want a steak steaks out of ten. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't so expecting that. Nine think- missed steaks out of ten. <laughs> That's kind of what I said. One, I one, one for each continuity error that you found in the movie, <laughs> oh, Georgia. There were more than nine. <laughs> That's kind of why I said I was seeing it through like a 2021 lens because I'm, I'm used to sort of it always being there for me, but seeing it now with like actual fresh eyes and never experiencing it before fully, I can appreciate it. But yeah. I think I'm seeing it again still through a updated lens. I think this puts it about mid-table for us, mid mid, yeah. mid to sort of bottomy, yeah. to mid, mid, mid to two-thirds, 50 to 66. It's somewhere in that range. I can't believe Shrek beat this. Uh, yeah, Shrek, Shrek beats the that's, Matrix. That's the only one that I know is beating it. Yep, Shrek beats the Matrix. You're not wrong there. This film hasn't beaten me up as much as Dangerous Minds. You know, I had fond memories of Dangerous Minds. Uh, and then doing, really? Yeah, and then doing the actual Oh, podcast. you mean the, the, the fall from grace it had? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the same with this. So. I'll tell you what. I'll think about this a lot longer than i would some of the other films we've done we've got a little bit of time not a huge amount oh not a huge amount at all but let's talk a little bit about some of the legacy of 100 episodes oh and going look we've made it through um we've made it through covid (laughs) and multiple lockdowns and i remember when we were all doing it in through zoom and or and trying to do it through phones and whatnot like that i remember people upgrading to usb microphones of various varieties and qualities and doing that, I remember when the rule of six came around here in the UK and we were able to get together and how much of a big deal it was the first time we yeah. could get back together. Yeah. I think, was that when we did Bill and Ted? Maybe, the, yeah. The, like the first year, Skipper. Yeah. And then the equipment that we started with and the equipment that we happen to have now and the growth there. The fact that we're about to launch a Patreon is massive. Our, our, our community and whether you were one of the early ones like Juline or Carlo or Dwayne Smith... Dwayne Smith. Yes. Or whether it's someone who's brand new and is like... Um, uh, is hitting just just in, in the most recent like, Reverend Bruce, who in the last yeah. twenty episodes yeah. has really sort of become a leading member of of the community. I mean, it's just fantastic to have these these relationships with all other podcasts uh, and with, mm. with listeners all over the world, yeah. and we learn more about them, and they learn more about us. Yeah. And even when we do our our fan mail ones. If we're going to stop, we hit the stop button. We're going to start recording that. How important that is, yeah. and people want to actually listen and find out what we think about things, which is amazing. It's so cool. <laughs> it is. And I was talking with some people on the uh, quiz show after we we turned the mics off, and I went, the thing that's starting to work really well with the quizzes, I think, is the same thing that works in the main pod, which is it's about it's about personalities and, and, and characteristics and those coming out to the front. The quiz is an excuse to get people together and have a conversation yeah, and ha- have some laughs and some banter. And it's a bit of a rotating cast, but they're getting a little bit of notoriety. That's great. That's great, because it's it a is. big community, and like I've always said, there's room for everybody to win. Yep. We don't have to be the only ones to no, win. No, we, we help each other. No, and that's so, why podcasts thrive because it's not a dog eat dog world out there for podcasts it's sharing exactly and sharing experiences and how we how we develop i mean we've already said our first episode to the 100th episode yeah. if we hadn't developed no 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 yeah today. absolutely 
So there's that. So uh, we we did get a nice thing. I don't know if you have it up on your phone, Ethan, from from friend of the podcast and our poet laureate Dwayne Smith to the. I don't know the song well enough, but I know Ethan does. I don't know oh, if no. he's got it up for him. Oh no! <laughs> if Georgia wants to help with the one, two, three, I four, five. I haven't got it, so I can't. I can't no, help. Even with like the ten dual command, those okay, sort of cool. things. Yeah, you yeah. go number one. <laughs> Because he's written something about the BFE to the Ten Dual Commandments from Hamilton, <laughs> which I feel would be great. Do I have to see if I can find an instrumental backing track? No, no, no. It's okay, okay. It's okay. So I I'll let you guys. Well enough. I'll, are, are you ready? Yeah. It's okay if it's chirps up. Wait, if, 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 seen. Uh, yeah, it's great. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna literally just gonna step back from the mic and just have a bit of a giggle. Uh, you guys, <laughs> I can join in with the. Does it start with one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine. It's the, the ten, ten dual commandments. commandments. So the ten is a ten BFE, BFE commandment. Command. Okay, let's okay. try it again. Ready. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the, the ten, ten BFE, BFE commandments. commandments. Num- the ten BFE commandments. Number one. Number one. The beginning demands satisfaction. Five's welcome is the first course of action. Number, number two. two. Next up, the charts is the numbers that we probe. Who's been listening where around the globe? Number, number three. three. Probe us for the shows that must be played. Reflections and corrections. Shout out audience interactions. Number, number four. four. <laughs> Deep dive descriptions. Hey, this, love, that, discussions, and kindness. Georgia will display extraordinary face blindness. Comparisons and made opinions are offered by everyone. Ian will reference Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Hamilton. Number five. <laughs> We're on the home straight. Have a drink, mop your brow. It's time to wrap up. We're in the end game now. Number six. What's <laughs> the budget? How much did it make? Remember to factor in the promo or you'll make mistakes. Number seven. seven. Light up the actors and rack your brain. Look at the faces. Take your aim. Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game number eight. eight a word from my critics George has lined up the reviews Ebes is a don always spot on Ian shares the listeners views number nine, nine. last bits of business to come up with the score is what they endeavor we get to the ratings from the team and add them together in order to find the best film ever one, one two, two three four five six seven eight nine number ten, ten. sign off <laughs> well done Dwayne well done Dwayne, Dwayne Smith well done Ethan well done and well done to Ethan that's yeah. not easy because he's reading it and it's it's really clever to try and paste it out and Dwayne's done a great job yeah. Yeah. and then Ethan's trying not to break as he's reading the rhymes because they're really well done they're very well Ugh. done the 10 BFE commandments that's if we can brilliant. find a way to like do that properly that's gotta be we, so should, we should find a way to do that at some point yeah. that might be the kind of thing you might find on our Patreon down the line we should print it out and put it up on the wall yeah, we should do that <laughs> so there's that uh, someone else who wanted to weigh in and I'm just gonna let the, the, the voice sort of speak for itself so hopefully this will sync up nicely here we go let's try this now. Hi BFE gang, it's Ellie here. I just wanted to say a huge congratulations for reaching 100 episodes this week. I only made it to episode 90, but it was lots of fun and it sounds like you guys are all still having amazing times. So um, I just wanted to say hello, here's my voice again in case you'd forgotten what I, what I sounded like and I hope you all have a fantastic 100th episode. And while I'm here, I thought I'd just update you on a couple of little festive film things. So since we last spoke and since last Christmas, I've watched a few more festive films and my list has definitely been updated. And I just wanted to say that I am... Um, team Liam on last Christmas I did enjoy the film perhaps what a not crap. quite as much as Liam mind <laughs> thank you um, and I also really enjoyed Elf despite it starring Will Ferrell mm. so there you go I surprised myself so I look forward to hearing what festive goodies you bring out for everyone this month and I'll see you all soon lots of love Aww. 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 
That's, that's to nice to hear from yeah. Ellie. Yeah. I reached out and said, do you, do you have something? I think you guys were on the group chat. I was like, hey, yeah. something you want to say? And she came back. I was really, really glad. Really glad. Uh, she made it to episode 90, and we wouldn't be where we are without Ellie. It's exactly. part of, part of that exactly. contribution. So, absolutely. Um, and she's talking about, talking about really kind of what we're doing uh, what kind of festive goodies we have. And it's Ooh. time to talk about what kind of festive goodies we have because I'm talking about next week's movie choice. Exciting. It is. One of really only I think, two festive movies we're going to have a chance to do this year, but that's okay. Uh, I've got my little notes here and says, what are we doing next week? Well, this was kind of a movie that, The Matrix, that can make you feel a little bit down. Mm-hmm. We need a good feel-good movie. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. Love Actually. Love Actually <laughs> next week. My Love brain. Actually My is brain went straight to arrival with Tom Hanks. around. A brilliant. That's, 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 that's the this. terminal. Yeah, I've never, you've never seen, seen yeah. You've never seen Love Actually? Yeah, never. Oh, it's a wonderful yeah, George's face like, is instantly giving away how much she loves this film. Billy Mac should have got to number one. <laughs> Billy Mac, Christmas is all around. Yeah. Not all around us. Not all around me. Christmas is all around. The only Christmas thing I know of this is Andrew Lincoln's like, to me, you were perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very... It, it gets parodied. I remember an SNL thing of Hillary Clinton where they did this. And that's like, when I was like, oh yeah, this is like impactful. So yes, yeah, so I got some stories to share about that one, but that is definitely... Oh, I love this movie. That's definitely okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nice feel good. Nice feel good one, and then we'll see what we have for maybe the week following. But uh, that's it. So if uh, more than anybody else, the biggest thank you goes first for me to the three people around the table right now and saying thank you very much for getting help me get to a hundred episodes. To Liam for when I went, hey, I've got money for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for going, yeah. And then still, when I worked up the nerve, like three more months later, he's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm serious. We can do it. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and a guy who's not very technical at all and never yeah. heard of podcasts. Yeah. I was like, let's do this. I was like, I'll Google what I have to buy. I don't know what we need to get. <laughs> so and we should say a big thank you to you as well. Because oh, without yeah. you, oh, without, it no. wouldn't exist. We would not be here. So BFE is Ian. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking to and Pippin. we are all around Oh, we're not, yeah, well, hang on, we're not talking to Pippin. <laughs> no, oh, I'm I Pippin. Was, wait, this I guess on no, some level, is. what you guys just did was... Acknowledge. We made a But we would like to say more than anything, it's not a mistake, well, we hope it's not a mistake, for all of you. It would be a mistake if we didn't thank everybody out there who listens to us. Everybody, all over the world. All over Everyone. the world, uh, whether it's your first episode or your hundredth review. Um, hundred. Yeah, or uh, all the other stuff we do, the who do you think you are, the see it or skip it, the watch alongs. Yeah. Round tables. The round tables, the quizzes, yeah. if you're a participant, if you're, sometimes if we know who you are, if you've never tweeted us at all, thank you so much for listening. We know that the download numbers are bigger than our Twitter engagement itself would be people would some people just don't engage on that and that's fine but thank you so much if you're the kind of person we never say thank you to because that thank you so very much for yeah. for, for helping with a little bit of a fun thing for us all to get together and do it it's is. like in a video game where at the end of the credits is like and you thank you and you thank you yeah. so um please join us next week as we're all thrilled to tackle <laughs> the richard curtis film love actually for best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And Georgia's looking quite morose about the prospect of next week, but I'm going to tell her, chill out, follow the white rabbit. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap.
the pen sound. I've got it on mute. It can't hear us. Oh, okay. So this, uh, that that's not beer. How was he? Ten hours straight. So machine. I thought it was because you go over and go it's like, oh, he wants his marriage. Whoa. Well, me, I need me meals. <laughs> <laughs>